0: It's Thursday, the twelfth of December, twenty nineteen. This is the Gap episode four hundred and ninety-seven. I'm Luke Laurie. Job is here, and uh, we're getting getting close to Star Wars, Job. Next week,
1: it's next week. I'm excited. excited?
0: Yeah, I'm so excited.
1: It's gonna be fucking awesome.
0: Um, I've been I've been watching the doing like the rewatch. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Go. Uh, So we're watching the films, right? The the, the pivotal films. Um, I I understand the concept of the rewatch, yes. Yeah. Where do you start? What? Where would you start? Oh, easy. Four. Five. Right. Yeah. Six.
1: <laughs> yes. Seven. Yeah. That's it. End of, and that's end it. Of You'd stop.
0: All right. Let's I pretend we've got to watch all of them. <laughs> or you've I, got I, to watch uh, parts of all of them. Or at least you've got to dabble in them.
1: What? Yeah. Do I have that fucking? Who? Who did the amazing cut? Was Tofu Grace or whatever? Right. Do I have I that? I think cut? he does all can cuts I, for everything. Can I just have that mad, mad cut where whoever it was cut together the the prequels? Uh, I was actually discussing this the other, the other the, uh, on the weekend because
0: um, yeah. I've started. I've started already. So, so i like uh, your hot take.
1: Yeah. So they were the the people I was talking to um, the third person crew actually. Uh, they were talking about how they were rewatching the prequel trilogy, I think, in, in preparation as well. And um, they reckon the prequel trilogy is pretty good. And hmm. fuck them. Um, they're straight up wrong. Fuck the prequel trilogy. If they have to watch them, I'm watching one, two, three, so that they're as far from my mind as humanly possible. And if I have to watch all of them, then I guess I just go four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Or well, seven, eight, and then go to nine. Um. But I don't really want to watch 8 again, and I don't... Like I watched 8 three times, and mm-hmm. there's just too much I can't stand in that movie. There's too yeah. much. Like, all of... I honest to God believe the casino bit in it's 8... It's bad. It's like a prequel. <laughs> the worst part of any Star Wars film... Like the worst part of like, even including all of the prequels, yeah. Because at nothing least like they the... two is as bad as that casino. Bit.
0: Like the pot racing scene in one is amazing, yep. and, <laughs> like, and the jewel of yeah. the
1: fates. Uh, yeah, know, the like, yeah. One has some awesome bits mm. filled with a lot of garbage. Um, two has two actually actually. Okay, movie. It's fine. I would put two above. Uh, it'd be close to above seven for me, right? Uh, three. I didn't enjoy very much. Um, but it also had some awesome bits. So it's got some good fights. Some good fights. Uh, and and the you know the obvious the arc as well comes to a head. Uh, which is nice. And then yeah, but eight, honest to God. I know this must be... Because we haven't talked about it, right? Since Star Wars... Since we watched The Last Jedi. Hmm. I think we were all pretty... Uh, we were like, yeah, I liked it, right? But then we watched it again and we were still like, yeah, okay, I get what they're trying to do. But yeah, I watched it a couple of months later and... Without the hype. When you're watching it without the hype. Hmm. I really don't like hate. Hey, there's so much I don't like about it. There's there's bits I really like, and it does some really cool th- things, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh It does some stuff I really don't like. Um So, yeah, what order are you watching it in? We started off with Rogue One. Oh, yeah? Okay, well, you said the main ones. You didn't say I could fucking watch
0: Rogue the One. The movies, the films. Fucking hell.
1: Like Rogue, Rogue One. is so a Star Wars story. Well,
0: okay, So you didn't title. start with Solo then? No. Space. So here's here's my theory about Solo. Either you leave it out hmm. or you put it in between like five and six is a good spot, I feel like.
1: What? Why?
0: Because here you go you go Rogue One first. Yep. And then you go four five. And then that's when you go back to the prequels, right? You do I one, know. two, three. Okay. Yep, and you could even possibly do put solo in that spot. Yep, after because three. yeah, um, yep. either there or you can put it in after f- six. <laughs> I'm trying to think. But like, here's my reason. Chronologically,
1: that. chronologically, it takes place before four. Yeah, yeah. So
0: it's a weird one to put it in because it's got a lot of. I feel like Rogue One is is fine to start off with first because it's like a, you can watch Rogue One and literally start with the next film and it's like picks straight up after that, right? Yeah. Um, whereas Solo is a weird one because it's got stuff in it that sort of calls back to episodes like One and like things that have happened before. And so it's a weird one to put in like somewhere.
1: I think you'd have to go... if. One, two, three, solo, rogue one, four, five, six.
0: If you're not mm. leaping backwards in time. Yeah. So here's my idea. At the end of five, five, F- yeah, end of five, he gets put into carbonite, right? Yep. And that's like a good spot where you could put it up. Like, all right, he's like, maybe it's his dream, right? Or something like that. Where right. He's going yeah. back. Yeah. And it's also a good lead in for, um, my other idea is to put it at the end of 6 because you could have it as his sort of arc leading into 7 as well. So I think somewhere around there is a good spot. It's a, it's just a weird one to put in. Well, you just don't put it in at all. Um,
1: no, where are you up to in your, in your order?
0: Uh, we're up to the second film. <laughs> we, we didn't get that far. Uh, uh, well, I insist that you watch Solo. Yeah. Um, it's not a bad film. I still like it. It's fine. Yeah, like it doesn't do anything crazy. Um, so that that was like we we're trying to toss up where we started, and I was like, we should do Rogue One first because that makes sense in the sort of chronological order where you you'd want to because you can't if you watch it in release order, it's a bit it's a bit weird. Like if you want, it's not weird. It's just like how should we watch this? What's the definitive way to watch this series of films? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what we went with.
1: I guess in terms of canon, your order makes sense. I'm just trying to minimise how much impact the mm. first three, the prequels, have on my entire experience. Well, you watch
0: the last 15 minutes of one, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start going in. I like it. Yeah. Anyway, cool. I'm uh, I'm excited. We're, we're both not going on opening day though, right? I think we are the day it, after. Okay. Oh, I thought you had something
1: on. Uh, no, not going at midnight.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Yeah, because uh, I will be partying hard. Hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, I will be going the next day, possibly hungover, probably hungover, possibly yeah. falling asleep in the in the cinema. Um, but yeah, still.
0: Uh, so, I I'm not going opening day because we've got something on. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, who the fuck does that, right? But we do. Um, and you on put Friday the was in your calendar. Yeah, Friday was basically all b- booked out, and so I think we're going like Saturday midday or something like that, eleven a.m. Right. or yeah. uh, close enough. Whereas, like, I feel like I can survive that long. I'm not going to be playing, like, I'm not going to be on the internet where dickheads can ruin films for you and things like that. Or um, people are already
1: trying to like. Apparently people have got leaked scripts or some shit and they're already trying to ruin stuff and whatever. Hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, pretty interesting.
0: Because I remember playing, what was it? I think it might've been like Apex Legends or something like that. And people were like ruining, <laughs> no, it, wasn't, it mustn't have been Apex. Apex was this year. Could, it was a multiplayer game or it might've been, it could've been Endgame or something like that. Um, yeah. Where people were yeah. like ruining spoilers like hours after, like just in chat, like yep. on voice comms. It's like fucking hell, man! Like you can't avoid this stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm very, uh, very excited next week to see that. So it should be good fun. But um, should we talk about video games? What's with the shades? Why well, you got sunnies on? What's going on? My future's so bright, I have to wear shades. Um, <laughs> right? Why? Why are you
1: making references things on the on the camera? Stop it. Um, why would you wear them? Cuz it's bright. It's bright out. Uh let's let's start mm-hmm. with uh Rainbow Six, which I just added cuz I forgot to add it. Okay. Uh, I've been playing Rainbow Six. The new operators are out, uh Kali and Wamai. Um they're of varying use. I think I, t- I talked about them already. Um yeah. Carly's fucking amazing. Carly's fucking amazing. Uh, so she's the... The sniper alternative. Sniper? Yeah. She is the... No, she's the primary sniper now. Fuck. Fuck Glaze. Glaze is dead. There's no point in going Glaze. You just go Carly and fucking boom cuts. Um, Yeah. My... I thought her spear made a hole... Through reinforced walls. But it... It doesn't. It's not a visible hole. Hmm. Which is... I guess... In some ways, a good thing, right? Because otherwise she'd be sort of even more powerful than she already is. Uh, But, yeah, she's... um, It's also a little bit of a bummer. Because reinforced walls, without someone to come help, can be a massive, massive challenge for you to get around. Um, But, yeah, her secondary weapon um, is fucking it slams like it fucking rips up. Um she's got the little TMP type gun. No, uh, no, the CZ rather. And uh yeah, like she's that thing's as good. Like the only real problem with that gun is it kicks like a fucking mule. Right. Uh and it's it's kind of useless if you're not hitting him in the head, but you spit out so many fucking bullets that like you there's a decent chance you'll hit him in the head anyway. Um so, yeah, I've been playing as her whenever, whenever I can. Basically, whenever I'm on attack. Uh, and, yeah, like... You just... You fucking boom people. Like, seriously, you open up a window... Uh, I was playing on fucking Favela. Uh, the hmm. Brazilian map. Mm-hmm. And she is disgusting on that map. She is disgusting on that map. You, like, any wall that isn't reinforced uh, on the site... Is basically free. Like, you cannot be near it at all. Uh, I was, like, punching holes through both sides of these fucking sights because their bullets, like, travel and they, like, multiple penetration. So, like, you shoot through one and it'll travel and punch a hole through the other side. The amount of times I've, like, accidentally caught a motherfucker out, uh, just because, um,. Like I, I just wall banged them, trying to make a hole, right? And it's a insta down, right? Like they go down immediately, and you just adjust down a little and fucking fire and finish them off. Uh, there's also the <clears throat> there's also the factor that uh like she is a Like if you haven't reinforced everything on site and there are regular spots for people to fucking sit at, I'm I'm thinking canal. On Canal, upstairs, right? When they're in the server room. uh, If you go up... So... You're on Canal, you're in server room. uh, You're defending. You're trying to hold that position next to the hatch, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Next to the hatch in the server room itself. There is a window and a a platform, right? uh, That used to be uh, like everyone's favorite run out on defense. It goes to the, you know, the hallway to the stairs on that top level on red building. Um, so if you stand in that window we, we as Carly... And they haven't reinforced the fucking wall... Uh, and you just aim... At where they would fucking be hiding... You boom cut. Like... Every single time... It's everyone's favourite place to hide... Because it's got multiple layers of fucking... Like walls and shit... You don't even need... Like a drone in... To tell you people are there... You just have... Take a specky shot... And... Like... Fucking... Seriously... I'm at, I think I'm at, like, two-thirds of the time I've downed someone. And people fucking light up in chat. They're like, what? Oh, what? Where's the drone? And you're like, no, that's where people hide, right? Like, that's... <laughs> that's people are always there. It's going to be fucking heinous in Pro League. Because, yeah, anything that's not reinforced will basically be a death zone. These motherfuckers don't miss... These motherfuckers are doing bullet hole peaks and stuff. They're, they're shooting, like, headshotting based off, like, the change in light and shit. Like, there's no way that a fucking... Yeah, they, they don't need anything. If they know where people sit on site, those people are dead, right? They're... They'll just do it from... I, I haven't tried it yet, but I, I imagine you could do it from the roof on border as well. Like, just fucking stand on, on border above where people usually like to hide. And providing you don't hit those fucking railings in the floor, you'll fucking rip motherfuckers mm. up. She's crazy. Um, am I still kind of useless? Uh, I I only play quick match, is the thing, right? And mm. nobody uses the utils in quick match. So. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's not, it's not ranked. Yeah,
1: but I've been I've been finding new, like, more interesting places. Sorry, more interesting places to to put them. Mm-hmm. So you sort of have to like people aren't using a lot of utility, but like they will use some, and so you've got to find the most the wackest places to put them. Uh, you don't put them on site; you put them just before site. So if they yeah. try to flash on entry, it drags it them behind them. them and flashes them. Yeah. That's that's what I've been having a lot of fun doing, but like, still the the amount of times people fucking flash on entry, out of control, not happening, like just not happening. So yeah, most people will just happily run through a fucking door and see if they can outfrag someone when they're at a dramatic disadvantage. Um, yeah, so yeah, by and large, I mean I'm having a lot of fun. I. Gotta say, Rainbow Six is the most toxic game I play. Like, by such a fucking long way. It is crazy how toxic this game is.
0: It's only because the PUBG voice chat's now being switched off.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. (laughs) Maybe so. Uh, Like, but, yeah, it is is bananas how fucking shitty these people are. Like, they're just turds. Absolute turds. Uh, I got vote kicked because I failed to 1v4. We were on yacht, and I was... Not even that far off-site. I was literally a room away off-site. Uh, they didn't... They, they entry... We were on the top level. Um, like the... Captain's room. On uh, on Yacht. And... Uh, yeah. Like... My entire team died on-site. Uh, while I was making sure that they didn't... Frag from the other direction. All I need... All, all that they needed to do was kill anyone... Uh, and, uh, yeah, they, uh, they're like, oh, clutch or kick. So I walk in, I killed three of them because, you know, obviously they were all super low. I was a legion, uh, his gun's fucking amazing. It's got shit tons of bullets. Um, so I killed three of them, but, uh, yeah, I didn't get all five. So they vote kicked me. Like... Also, in the chat, there were being mad dickheads about it. Like, oh, you're so fucking shit. Oh, oh. Like, in my ears while I'm trying to go through the door. Like, and there's not enough time, right? While, because on Quick Match, it's always secure area. It's never fucking bomb or anything. So you've only got fucking, like, 10 seconds to get back on site uh, while you're shooting five people. Uh, so there's not enough time to mute them all. Yeah, it was just fucking... was so fucking shit and it's not like the first time that i've had to like deal with that sort of shit like i haven't been vote kicked for failing to clutch uh but i have (laughs) like run into like people just being mad dickheads and like Mm. ripping into one another over the chat and like the best i can do i all i do is is basically I, i try to like be encouraging like instead of like when someone's like, Oh you're so oh, I cannot believe you fucked that up Uh instead of like Ah oh, bad luck Ah oh, it's only a quick can match, do don't worry about it. We'll get it next time, that sort of stuff. That's <laughs> I, I can't think of what else the fuck you could do to try mm. to combat this except to attempt to like Yeah, I don't know. Be more positive in general to try to adjust the general attitude. Of people, but yeah, holy shit, it is awful. Uh, yeah, people are just can't that game. Yeah, anyway, yeah, uh, that's very fair up. enough. It's an awesome game with a shit cunt community.
0: Yeah, let's keep going on shooters then. Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, PUBG, PUBG, all right, we're back in PUBG still. Absolutely, we are. Um, endless. I've been playing a little bit of solo still oh yeah um uh, my solo they they've got this rating now where um they're testing like like rankings um yep. where each player each player is given a ranking um and when you finish a match you get points determined on where you placed and also people that you've sort of killed and what their ranking is and, like, it's sort of accumulating all these different numbers. Um And I don't think th- those particular numbers are, are swinging, like, taking into effect too much. Like, if you come across a player that's better than you and you kill them, then I don't think they're, like, massive swings. I think they're very small increments of yeah. giving you points. Um And so when you finish an actual match, you go into the PUBG Labs, it's called, and you can look at how many placement points it's put you up or down, uh, and there's like different tiers, there's like bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, sort of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But like I, it's it's just it's a weird ranking because it's not really taking into effect. There's no matchmaking involved in in PUBG. It kind of just throws you into a game and off you go. Yeah. Um, and so it's more. It's not really. It's a weird ranking system because. You're not really working towards anything. It's so, sort of just like a... Just a... Like a weird point system that they're giving you. Um, like they're not incorporating that information... Into anything useful. Uh, into like think, a ranking system or anything like that.
1: I mean it is actually... Like it's because it's not doing skill-based matchmaking... It's, it's not using that ranking for anything... But it does have a ranking. Yeah. Like the points themselves directly
0: correlate to a, a ranking
1: right so it's, it's like, like whose
0: line is it anyway ranking. the points don't matter <laughs> but
1: yeah, it's like it's the a... it's like the reverse of Call of Duty where they're using skill batch making uh, skill based matchmaking to make sure you only play with people inside the, the smallest possible fucking window of your skill rating hmm. right um, yeah. without giving you a fucking ranking so everyone's upset because they have to play the sweatiest fucking games all the time uh, yeah. and they don't get a ranking out of it right whereas yeah. the the reverse is what PUBG is doing where they give you the fucking rating and then they don't do anything with it. So you're just like, well, whatever, I got a rating, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's not like a, I have to play more sweaty or less sweaty. I just play my games. Yeah. It's not going to matter who I'm playing against. Um, yeah, that's, like, that's what's going on there. It's like literally the reverse
0: of Call of Duty, which is fucking weird. But um, it's also weird because like again they're taking into effect the other players that are in that game and and you've got no control over that whether or not it gives you a game with 95 other idiots that are terrible at game or we're playing at prime time in Australia where there's 50 other pro, pro players playing at the same time like it's it's not taking any of that information into effect so yeah. it's just like randomly you get what you're given type thing, and then it's being like, well, we're gonna give you a couple extra points because you got better. You know, you get two two extra points because you did better than that guy who's in a who's in Team Liquid or something like that. It's just like yeah. a weird system that just doesn't make much sense to me, and it obviously is in a beta testing phase, um, but. Anyway, it's just like something weird that I've noticed. That a lot of people have been talking about this ranking system that just doesn't seem to ma- matter at all for anything. All right, so it's, what rank you got? It's weird. Um, I don't actually... I think gold? I don't know. Off the top of my head.
1: Uh, I got my rating, ranking yesterday. And it's gold one. Right.
0: Um, but... I think yeah, I'm above... It's... I think I'm like 20... Two- 2300 or is that a number that sounds familiar yeah yeah i'm, 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 I'm nearly like two and a half k or s- something like that i don't I know. think 2500 is the cutoff for platinum like that's where platinum starts right okay I know. Uh, all right I'm, so i'm pretty close to that i've had like seven games or something like that right
1: yeah yeah i've Whereas, I, I got five and i'm at like twenty four fifty or something but yeah. like that's like the thing is right uh like we're playing at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, hmm. We'll jump in for a couple of cheeky Arvo games, where you like have like there are forty other people in the game. Yeah, uh, thirty of so them are
0: pros because that's
1: yeah that's all. <laughs> so <they're doing. laughs> if the pros clash, you'll wind I'll wind up like placing third hmm. above fucking Tigleton or something uh or like fucking luke 12 or linksy or something uh without having actually gotten into any combat <laughs> like the first combat i'll get into will be fucking athletico booming the fuck out of me and i'll never even fucking know what happened right mm. but i'll get third and it will be like yeah that was a good fucking finish well done well done you you are a fucking top notch of this game and i'm like, what happened? <laughs> Where am I? I was
0: driving my car and now I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, basically.
1: Um, yeah, like it's yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really mean that much. Like, yeah, I'm gold one, but it's not a true reflection of anything really. I was never yeah. ever, like at that at that time with that many players. Uh, I would have have struggled to not get in the top 10, first of all. Uh, I would have had to be first out, basically, to not get in the top 10. Uh, And, um, yeah, like, the people I'm playing against have got to have insane ratings as it is. So I'm I'm just skyrocketing. Like, fucking, How the fuck did a fly get in here? What the fuck?
0: Anyway. It's because it does want to be outside. Yeah, so, like, this this whole rating system is just, like... It's it's a weird thing that they put in there that I feel like it needs to mean more. That They obviously can't go down the route of of making it incorporated into matchmaking because, again, then you have issues with matchmaking times and whatnot. Um, yeah. I think I've spoken about this before, but, like, the way that Dota did it was you would sit there and you'd wait, in Australia at least, for a match, and it could take up to three or four minutes, but it would find a pool of players like nine other players that were really close in terms of like their skill rating. Um, yeah. And then it would sort of get that overall number and be like, here are your percentages of winning. And if you had like a good chance of winning, then your ranking points would only increase by a certain amount. Whereas if it was like, the other team is actually rated higher than you and it wouldn't be, be a, by a lot, but like a couple of points, then technically your percentage of winning that game would be lower so if you did win that match then you would get more points um and that's kind of like what they're doing here but it's not taking into account um like like the people in that match are just all over the place in terms of their their skill base so yeah um
1: yeah it's just it's elo writing um yeah
0: and they're stuck because they can't do matchmaking skill-based matchmaking because then the, the, the load times will just blow up even more yeah, yeah, of course.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, like you said, the points made up and uh, everything's made up, and the points don't matter. Like, yeah, uh, they just don't matter. Like, it's interesting. It's an interesting experiment. And I think that's what PUBG Labs is about. But yeah, yeah. absolutely no meaning to the results. So, hmm. have, have you yeah. tried this
0: new mode? Because is it live no. yet? Or has it not oh, live.
1: There's no fucking
0: way I'm playing it. It's yeah. the dumbest fucking shit I've ever seen. So it is basically, the way I gather, it's like a donut, is it? The circle? Yeah. Where the inner circle of the donut is the blue zone as well right. as the outer circle. Yep. So the safe zone would be the donut ring. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yes. It's interesting. <laughs> so, it's, though, dumb. Uh, it's It's like another way of... I don't know. Like... I'd definitely be keen to check it out to see sort of how it works um, and just sort of see like the, what the meta is because you've got a, like a difference in terms of your playing style. You, you can't you can't have people just sitting in the circle anymore. You've actually got to move around. Um, so whether or not that means more fights or what exactly, I don't know. But, you know, it's kind of like uh, the way I look at it is, is sort of like their G League for, for PUBG Labs are testing things out and Seeing what sticks, and then if things don't stick, then they'll just kind of be like, "All right, well, we're done with that. We'll, you know, we'll try the next thing we're doing." Um, and stuff that maybe like- does work, then they can go, "All right, well, let's look at putting this in properly," as yeah, opposed to yeah, just I putting think- something in and being like, "Well, this is how it works." Now they're not doing the DOTA approach where they're like, "Fuck you!" Now we've got buildings that you can build and <laughs> <laughs> go nuts.
1: It's uh, yeah, I I like it. I just don't like the idea of them using it to, like... I think what they did was they were like... Oh, well, nobody played competitive mode when it was in labs. So we're not going to use competitive rules in regular. And it's like... Well, nobody played it... Nobody played it because, you, like, you haven't fucking... Clearly fucking illustrated what the fuck labs is about. Just mm. implement competitive as the primary rule set for a little while. On, like, just do it in, in one mode. Do it in first-person squads or something is because that's the fucking competitive mode isn't it right so first person squads now plays competitive rule set right fine right don't do it in labs just the if you want to play first person squads you're playing competitive rule set 64 players. uh fucking uh what is it three times the fucking assault rifles no fucking stupid fucking dumb shit on the ground like yeah just do that right that's the way you gauge where, like, how people feel about competitive at the end of the day they just have to fucking do it but yeah I fear that they're using uh, labs as an excuse to not do certain things uh, as much as they're using it as an excuse to try things you know? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah um anyway yeah we've been playing a little bit uh I've been playing with you guys a little bit on on squads as well. Yeah. Um you can you definitely see the massive difference between like my time to kill and trying to down people <laughs> in that game compared to when I play with a like 30 ping as opposed to 180. Uh it's yeah. a huge difference. It's it's very hard to get used to. Um Yeah,
1: 100%. Uh it's it's weird watching you play. Uh like and and watching you like how long it takes you to kill things and how long it takes other people to kill you and stuff like that it's it's odd but
0: yeah mm. still um it's good fun playing with you yeah yeah we've had we've had a couple i think we had a win the other day right which was we, did. we sort of fell into that one i feel like oh 100 um i don't think we did much at all we kind of just sat in a building most of the game but anyway it's been good fun i've, I've one, been enjoying one the other. I'm just looking at the stats
1: of that that we now and one of the um other teams got 17 kills in that game. Right. What do we get like 5? 6. 6. Yeah. 6. Um yeah. So f- Uh that was on Erangel.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right. I don't remember that. <laughs> I I do because I spent that entire last fight reviving everybody oh okay we're, i think mean, you went down drew went down and then oh, someone else game. went down and i'm like <laughs> all right I guess i'm just reviving everybody in this game
1: yeah yeah so uh that was the, that was the game where we went to there's that compound just east of quarry and uh, we just sort of hung out there and took potties we're at pig shots fucking... at everybody yeah, at any we could see. And then uh, the circle sort of just kept gifting us, kept gifting us, kept gifting us, and then eventually we had to move. And the circle sort of ended just southeast of that warehouse east of quarry. So between the compound and the and quarry itself, there's that warehouse. And uh, so we had to, like, fucking shift. But we just had free a free run on that fucking hill. Like we yeah, went up the hill, cleared the, the hill. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, there'd been fighting on that hill for about fucking 40 minutes so whoever was up there was like fresh out of fucking everything uh and so yeah we just sort of fucking rolled on up top and got what we needed uh and uh yeah got the kills we needed and that was that was about it uh yeah um you did the least damage
0: yeah, yeah. like because i said i was reviving everybody <laughs> Sure, sure, sure sure sure,
1: sure. <laughs> uh but yeah anyway it was uh it was like uh it was a fun game though i mean it was tense the entire time we kept waiting i cannot believe nobody crashed the compound like it's such a big compound and it's so difficult for a single squad to hold i'm so used to there being two squads in that compound uh a bunch of like one squad down in the like the three story and the two two stories next to it and the other squad over in the um in the other houses up to the northwest of them Like, yeah, it's so weird that nobody crashed it, but nobody did. We were ready for him, but nobody even tried it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, we definitely were getting... Nobody came into it, but we are getting shot at. Like, I feel like at one stage, somebody went down. Yeah, you went down in the fucking house, right? No, I didn't go down. Didn't you? I think it might have been Liam or Drew. Oh,
1: maybe. No, Drew didn't go down. He was on the three-story. It must have been Liam, I guess. I don't remember... Someone, someone definitely went down. Hmm. Um, yeah. I uh, I downed them up on the hill, and they went and forced them away. It turns out that those were the... They came second. Right. That team that, yeah, we downed. They loots all the way through the hills uh, between Ferry Pier and quarry, and managed to come second. And then they sort of just got f- circle-fucked. Like, they... They got a bit sober, but we had the hill as hardcover and a lot of other hardcover and they had to cross the road. So, um, yeah, it was a
0: tricky one for them. Right. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, um, the other game that I remember was we were on Vikendi and we were just being absolute dickheads. <laughs> we ended up, um, we we're just sort of rolling around at one stage and we ended up at this little, uh, Set of houses. It was like three houses or whatever. And we had two cars. And this is the one where I had the spike strip. And I was trying to figure out how to use this spike strip. I've never used it before. And so the way that I thought the spike strip would work was. You'd hold it. And then he would like. Pull it out like lengthways. So like across his body. And like I'm going to sprawl it out this way. But instead. He like. He opens it and like throws it towards like his body away from his body and so i put this spike strip on this road and it's just dead set in the middle of the road like nobody is running over this thing at all because i'm like oh we can set up a cool trap and you know if a car comes up the hill then we'll just kind of sit here and we'll pick him off um and so i throw this spike strap uh spike strip down and uh we're sort of looking around nothing's happening we're here for a couple of minutes and we're like let's just bail uh, and by that stage, Drew has like pinged off. He's gone. Drew, Drew's out of there. He, he, he ran like 300 meters up the road. Um, yeah. And then we had two cars. And then I think Cleb got in one of the cars. And then you and I jumped into one of the cars. And as soon as we jumped into a car, a squad starts shooting at us. And, and uh, you're driving around in circles. Cleb's trying to drive away. He runs over Mike's bike strip. <laughs> like the worst place bike strip in the world. He oh, manages man. to hit it.
1: Uh, uh, was, that game had, had me so fucking salty. <laughs> I was fucking silting. so fucking hard. Uh,
0: and then, uh, and then you do a U turn, and we, we end up crashing back into this little set of houses. Uh, I was
1: just trying to get away from like we they they had a full fucking broadside, so I yeah. just had to turn like ninety degrees, and then they were still shooting us. So I just got in cover, which happened to be the fucking buildings we were at and uh yeah it was just fucking oof yeah (laughs) and then somehow somehow they managed to shoot me in the back despite them like they would have to be between you and I uh and yeah we just fucking oof I was so so grumpy
0: yeah they they snuck stuck right up on us um and was that the game did you guys I can't remember if that was a game or might have been a different one where we ended up running into a bunch of pro players again. I can't remember if that was the same game. I think that was a uh, different one, actually. There are definitely pro players in that game. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. It's been fun. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to check out that other mode and see what they've got. See what else they've got coming. Um, they They put up a message about the eSports League this week, but really didn't talk about it at all I guess they're changing the format they're, they're sort of going to the yeah. um, the old sort of major style that Dota 2 was doing like three years back um, which sin- Dota has since scrapped but it's sort of having like three events and then the um, like the the people that top or place really well in those events sort of get like an automatic invite to the next event and then you have yeah. to kind of qualify it's again sort of like for the that. Uh, rainbow system sure yeah, it's quite similar. Um, so they've talked about that. I think the next one is in Berlin, in Europe, uh, in April. But we don't really know what uh, what that'll entail, what the rule set's going to be. They haven't talked about the new rule set for for 2020. Um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I feel like it might be a bit too late. Do- I don't know if we talked about it. Like a bunch of teams have pulled out from. Yeah, yeah. I think we mentioned it. Yeah. So I guess Lazarus was one of the teams that pulled out. Yeah, They've disbanded their PUBG team. Um, Exited exited PUBG. Yeah. Yeah. Athletico. I don't think they've disbanded, but they've sort of blown up their team. It looks like a bunch of those guys are now playing for Team Liquid. Sorry, not Team Liquid. um, Team Immunity. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. I guess it'll all come together a little bit later, but for now it's just at that phase. I mean, it, it must've been tricky to stay on like involved with PUBG when there's no idea of what support you're supposed to get. And the support that was there in 2019 was subpar. So,
0: mm, yeah. 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 Anyway. All right. Uh, what else we got here that we can talk about? I don't have my list open. um, Subnautica, yeah. So about Subnautica, uh, you have been playing that? Below Zero, yeah. I, I it's the first time I've jumped into it. So this is the early access, sort of like the sequel to Subnautica. It's a game that we really liked. Um, what's it, about two years ago? Yeah, somewhere around then. Um, like that. it's a it's a crafting game where you, uh, are basically game. yeah, survival crafting game where you're underwater, okay. and you're yeah. uh gathering materials and, and, uh, trying to survive in this world that is inhabited by all these different types of underwater creatures. Some of them are friendly. Some of them are not so friendly. Um, and importantly,
1: a zero oxygen environment with six degrees of freedom. So like the, the, a lot of, it's a very alien sort of experience. You know, it's not just, uh, because it's zero oxygen and you've, got a limited oxygen supply there's a layer of tension there there's a, a permanent tether to whatever source of oxygen you can get to be it the surface <clears throat> or your home base or there are a number of other ways to get oxygen throughout the game yeah. um so there's that and the six degrees of freedom uh is both a, a boon and a curse because uh you know, it's, it's a boon because you're able to sort of go wherever without having to worry about fall damage. Or um, like uh, you can just go straight up if you need to, straight back to the surface and stuff like that. But it's also a curse because, because you can sort of get attacked from any direction. You need to be very aware that, yeah, danger comes yeah, not just in front of you or behind you it comes from above and below as well which mm-hmm. which means yeah it's it's a very tense experience right from that perspective as well
0: yeah anyway keep going yeah oh, no, i was gonna say like you kind of start off with you've got like nothing on you and then you can sort of craft like a knife and then the knife can help you farm other materials and then you can build like flippers it'll make you swim faster and eventually you can get like air tanks and there's different types of air tanks you can get that give you more oxygen um uh and then you start like building little bases in your home and it, it eventually like sprawls out into this massive sort of crafting system uh but within that is like this um sort of overall story the game is trying to tell as well that is really interesting um and so, yeah, Subnautica was one of my favorite games of, of that year. I thought it was a really cool experience. I was completely hooked when I played that, um, and I've been keeping a close uh, sorry a close eye on Below Zero, which is taking that same concept but uh, putting it in like a di- sort of a little bit different type of environment. Um, the original Subnautica was like all ocean, basically, like you would look out and it was entirely ocean and you'd be like wow okay this is kind of like it's kind of like water world (laughs) and so you you just start building like underwater whereas this game starts off um and you are on like an ice planet and there's you know there's a station that you're walking around on on the ice and things go really bad to start off with so really different type of contrast whereas that first game was like holy crap like everything you can see is just water except for like down spaceship and you know you gotta try and figure out what the deal is with that but this game opens up on a completely different sort of scale um and the world around you is sort of being destroyed and uh yeah so it's a different type of vibe it's got going for it but for the most part like the mechanics are all completely still there like it feels like subnautica um yeah they've this is really it's still in early access um the only reason why I jumped into it now, as opposed to when I got my key, like at the start of this year or something, I feel like I've had it since March, um, is that I just I just wanted to check it out, sort of see where where they're at in progress. Because I keep looking, like every month, like when is this game coming out? Like I'm so keen to jump yeah. in and play it. Um, and from what I understand, they're pretty. They've got a lot of the the story concept or the story done. Um, like they've nailed like three or four acts of the fireback structure. Um, so I'm still, I just wanted to jump in and sort of see where they're at. And it, it seemed pretty solid from what I played so far. It's, it's very similar, um, style of game. The UI and HUD is exactly the same. They've made some really good, like quality of life features that I feel like weren't in the original game. Um, oh, things like being able to pin materials on your HUD or, yeah um being able to pin cra- like a crafting recipe on your hud so you can be like all right what am i going for what am i looking for what type of plant or creature sure. am i trying yeah. to to go and farm that will allow me to build this next thing uh and so that was really handy because it wasn't just a matter of like oh i'll pin this on my screen and that's what i'm going for like you can pin multiple things and it'll start like a list on the side so all of a sudden yeah. now i'm like all right i want to build my flippers and I want to get a bigger air tank and I want to build some, um, some titanium. I want to go find some titanium rock. And so like you mark these things in your HUD and then they're just there all the time. And now, yeah. you know, like what you can go and get. So I think like small quality of life stuff like that is really, really handy. Um, yeah. To sort of make your experience a bit better. Cause it's always hard to to do crafting games and be like, fuck, what do I what do I need again? And then like always going back to the menu and scrolling through and being like, all right, so I need two of those, I need one of these things. Like just having it on the screen is just really useful, uh, yeah. useful piece of information to have there. Um, so that was like one of the first things that I really noticed off the bat. I was like, oh, I don't remember this being there, but it's extremely useful. Um, but otherwise, it seems to play pretty similarly, um, like there's stuff in there that is really, really familiar. Same sort of, at the start of the game, at least the fish, like, oh yeah, I remember those fish or these types of vines and um, these types of rocks you could go grab. So I haven't seen anything yet that is like brand new that I've not seen before. Um, But I feel like that, sorry?
1: Penguins? You haven't seen the
0: penguins? I saw the penguins, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't try and cut them up or anything. Like, What about that. I don't know if I'm going to keep playing or not like I really want to I really want to really play that game but at the yeah. same time I want to wait for it to be finished so I'm
1: going to wait yeah I, I jumped in back when it first hit and then I'm like I'm definitely going to wait until this finishes hmm. um, for me it was
0: running really good didn't have yeah. I mean I didn't play that long but that, it was, didn't that was the biggest janky. hurdle
1: Subnautica in early access was holy shit that game ran like ass yeah. when it first came out um and then by the time we got to release, it ran really well, much much better. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna, you know, yeah, gonna wait it out along the same lines.
0: I sort of had a look into it, and they were talking about how the save game will or should convert over, like whenever they do build updates. But at the same time, like There's no promises. Break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I feel like I can once they get a definitive date that they'll say like it's coming out in march 2020 or april 2020 then i can probably start looking at a date around there when it'll be pretty close to done i feel like the last um maybe month or two would be a lot of bug fixing and like they're not going to be i don't think they'd be chucking in new features and whatnot um they've got a really good developer blog where you can actually go in and look at their bug tracking progress and where they're at with features like specific features and like a giant timeline of what's going on. Um, so that sort of stuff is really handy to sort of keep track of and whatnot, but yeah, yeah I just, I kind of just wanted to play it cause I've been, <laughs> I've been really uh, hanging out for that game for a while now. So it looks yep. really good. Yep. Well, I'm definitely keen. Um, nice. So that was Subnautica below zero. Uh, what else can we go? Uh, uh, Dota Underlords as well? Yeah. Keep going about that. Um, okay. Had a chance to play some duos, which is the it's a new mode that was put in recently where you team up with another player and uh, you're battling against seven other teams um, of two people each. So There's about 16 people all up in the match. Um, the way this game works is that you are able to... Um, give your teammate gold as well as other heroes. Um, so for instance, if Job is playing and he rolls, um, a couple of characters and he gets two axes and he wants to go axe and I've rolled an axe on my side, I can buy that hero and then send him the axe and then he can level up his three axes to a two star axe. Um, and so it becomes a really interesting game of using like a completely different set of strategies because, um, when you go to battle, uh, you are basically, uh, you're battling another player in another team and your partner is battering, uh, is battling the, the second player in that team. And mm-hmm. when you end up, uh, finishing that battle, whoever has lost the most amount of health in that team, um, basically it'll be like minus seven or something like you've done seven damage to that player and then the other team it looks at what they've done and you know if the other the other player has has done um maybe more damage then you end up with the situation where it sort of calculates like all right well if this player here has won um but the other player in your team has lost like how much damage did they get taken compared to what you did And then overall, if you end up with doing more damage to the other team than what the other player did to your team, then you end up winning. Um, At the same time, if you end up like you and I both destroy the other team, then it takes that into account as well. And so we may end up doing like a huge amount of damage. And so you can have games where you'll take like three damage or something like that. And then you'll have another game where you've dealt like 35 damage to the other team like huge swings yeah. sometimes because of just how much um you can dish out and how much you can you can sort of get and so and that sort gate, of stuff is yeah, yeah. yeah. And so towards the end game like you can get knocked out with like 50 health it's just like, yeah, insane. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. all right well i guess we're out now um and there's some really interesting strategies with like my board is full and so like I'm sending units to my other team because he's got five spots free and like yeah. just stuff like that like can you hold onto these units for me while I like I'm trying to just build my army up and yeah there's there's a lot of interesting strategies involved in that game that you can't do in normal underlords that I think is really fascinating um and just things like sending people on your, t- your teammates money so that they can get over the interest cap and things like that yeah. or um just having games where you like you feel like you've got no economy because you're constantly buying stuff to sort of feed up your partner and that's a viable strategy like if you feel like your partner can do enough damage that can sustain like both of your life then then sometimes that will work um yeah. so I've, I've had a lot of fun playing that mode it's it's really interesting um like at the same time trying to determine like what your teammate is playing as well um compared to what you're playing and then making sure like they do a really good thing with the UI. Like it'll show you what the other, te- your teammate needs and what they've got. And so you don't necessarily have to ask them. I mean, you can ask them like, Hey, do you want this last piece of your puzzle? But sometimes you just buy it and send it across. It'll level them up. It'll save them room on their board or whatever. Um, so yeah, I really, man, they're doing some really good things with that game that I really like, Like they just keep thinking of interesting ways to sort of change up, that that formula of what battle auto chess is or whatever you want to call it Um, yeah yeah have you had a chance to play at all the the duos mode
1: yeah i played duos a couple of times Uh, i like it it's uh it's a really good tweak on yeah um the underlords formula um Hmm. auto chess the original uh the mod had duos for ages uh this is a way better execution of the concepts but that's basically half the course for auto uh underlords versus the mod like they're very similar um and yeah underlords is generally just a better execution though it is a few a little bit behind <laughs> behind in some of its concepts um yeah i like i like duos uh, i like the yeah, the meta game of it, of trying to pump up your teammates and stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, once you get into the rhythm of just sort of feeding your, your teammate the right stuff, you can build, you can really outstrip the other teams, especially if they don't have the same level of communication. It really emphasizes strong communication, um, which is
0: good, yeah. Hmm. Um and then we've been playing a little bit of knockouts as well we've had sort of a couple of people in there at the same time uh, I still think that game mode needs a little bit of tweaking like an extra life I think 4 is I said this last week I feel like that like 4 lives is a little like it's a little bit not like it's not enough yeah mainly oh, yeah, because that first sort of um life can be just hit or miss like you could get a lucky roll um mm. And I feel like it takes about maybe two games for you to really get going. Um, and by that stage, you could be in a bit of trouble with your yeah. with your health. So I feel like if they bump that life up to five, um, then at least that first life can be kind of like a throwaway. But if you're still struggling at around two or three lives, then yeah, you probably have rolled the wrong, <laughs> the wrong combination or something like that, or you've yeah. just gotten really bad luck. Um, yeah because I've had games where I've just gotten nothing and I'm just like, well, I'm basically dead because I've had three straight games where I've just gotten nothing. Um, so one extra life I feel like would be a bit more handy. Um, yep. The other thing I want to see them change is the, uh, I think it's the main the main game where you're fighting creeps the first three ways. They need to ditch that um, at this stage. I think that's, that's sort of redundant at this point from like a game design standpoint. Like you're kind of just not doing anything. Um because you've got these underlords now where you're like you don't even have to put heroes on the board for most of those rounds. Yeah. You can just get away with it. Two, yeah, you don't so to. what I'd like to see them do, at least for the first two rounds, because initially you're supposed to fight three creep waves, and every creep wave you'll get uh, an item and uh Whether or not you win depends on the level of item you get, but generally, like, you you can't lose that first round, at least with the current Underlords they've got in the game. No. Um, Whether or not that changes down the track and they put something weird in there. But, yeah, I feel like what they should just do at the moment is have a draft phase and give you predetermined items. Not, Not predetermined, but, like, just skip that whole 30-40 seconds or, it, you know, for each creep wave yeah. and just give you the items and, like, give you f- re-rolls or whatever. Um Just get that bit out of the way. Get that, you know, two minutes that you're supposed to spend doing those creep fights. Get that done in 20 seconds and then cut the game time down by a little bit. Less. It's not going to cut down a huge amount, but it'll just make that start move a bit faster. I just don't, like, I don't see the point of it at the moment. It It definitely was a point before when the Underlords yeah. weren't in there because you needed heroes on the board. But at this stage, you can't take those Underlords off the board and they're winning by themselves anyway. So there's no real there's no real point to it that I can see from a game design perspective from what they've got in the game at the moment. Um, again, maybe there's something coming later on that'll change that up. But at this stage, yeah. it's like, it's useless. So I like to see that get changed.
1: No, I think it's a good point. I mean... ...especially the way items work in Underlords... ...they don't really... Yeah, ...the creep waves don't really serve anything... ...in in the other auto-chesses... ...it's sort of... ...each creep you kill... ...is an extra roll at an item... Um, ...and so there is a... ...you know, there's a real... ...reason why you want... ...to kill those creeps... ...but here... ...you're guaranteed an item... ...so... ...it's sort of fucking pointless guaranteed mm. an item and for the first two rounds you're guaranteed a win so yeah there's not really any incentive it's sort of yeah a to do nothing rounds where yeah you sort of just sit there
0: yeah yeah uh, yeah. unless you're not buying items and you're somehow getting interest out of that but
1: you're yeah. still
0: not getting interest until about round three right at least that's one gold at the end of the day it's yeah yeah it's I just think it's strange so mm-hmm. um But yeah, still loving that game. I I am probably cracking 200 hours soon, I feel like. I've got to be pretty close, to 200 hours. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right, what else we got here? You got a couple of things.
1: Yeah. VR. Should we talk about VR? Sure. Let's talk about VR. Uh, Let's start off with... um, Let's start off with Fisherman's Tale. Uh, Fisherman's Tale is a VR game... Uh, that has won a number of awards, and I'll tell you what, I fucking get why. It is phenomenal. Uh, it's a puzzle game by, made by a French CEO. Um, it's sort of... Uh, it's, it's very odd. Um, it's, it's, a, it's telling a story, but while it's telling the story, it's getting you to solve these puzzles. They're all sort of... Uh, interaction-based puzzles so you interact with the world um to solve the puzzles it'll be like uh reconnect these pipes or you know uh pipe puzzles, pipe puzzles. Uh, it's not all pipe puzzles it's just the, I've only encountered one pipe puzzle you're a plumber um, and he wears a, a red hat <laughs> and you've got to you got to fix these You've <laughs> to save this princess it's genius uh no um yeah so uh yeah, you, you're solving all these puzzles. It's basically like finds, yeah, find the pipes you need to put this pipe back together, or uh, find a hat for this crab, stuff like that, fish-related shit. Mm. And uh, yeah, so far, so I guess generic. Uh, what, what fucking what takes it to the next level is the fact that it uh, you play a puppet. And you play a puppet, who uh, who is also a puppeteer, and so mm. you uh, you interact with your game world, and inside your game world is a model lighthouse, and your game world is a model lighthouse, and you can interact with the model lighthouse to to change things for yourself, but at a wildly different scale. Yeah. It is such a fucking head fuck. So for the pipe one, for example, you might see a much larger pipe in the model. So, uh, or a much larger pipe in your game world. But if you, uh, no, <laughs> It wrinkles my brain. It fucking wrinkles my brain. So you see the much larger one in your game world. So you go over to the model and you grab it out of the model and it is the correct size. Or for the hat, you might see, you know, the hat's way too big for the crab. So you drop it into the model and and in your game world falls like the hat and... Yeah, it's the perfect size. I think I did that in the reverse. Anyway, like... It's very difficult to fucking... Uh, like... Uh, Elocute? But, uh... Basically what, what it's doing is... You're fucking with scale... On multiple different levels... And it's such a fucking mind fuck the entire time. Uh, and so you wind up like... Yeah, like... Building a ship. But you the ship parts you're using are like a model ship... Uh, Or you're uh, jumping into a fish's mouth, and you can see the fish swimming away on like at the model, right? But when you and then it starts to swim back towards the model, and you can see if you turn around, you'll see a fucking giant fish swimming up, and it's like fucking hairy. It it is, yeah, such a fucking mindfuck. It is. ...straight up one of the best uses of... ...of virtual reality I've ever fucking encountered. It is absolutely fucking brilliant. Um, the puzzles aren't that complex. I think it's it's designed for, like, children, right? But it doesn't really matter because of the use of the medium, to me. Like, you know, it's, it's simplistic in its puzzle solving... ...which usually is a, you know, a negative to me. But because it's using... ...the medium so fucking brilliantly... ...and because I've never encountered... um, ...like this use of the medium before... ...uh... ...it's... ...it's... ...blowing my mind... ...and so... ...I'm fucking... ...enamored with it... ...it's... ...awesome... ...it's genuinely awesome... ...I totally get why people fucking love it... ...um... ...yeah... ...it's... ...it was... ...the best VR game I'd ever played... Uh, By a fucking long way. By a long way. It was the best VR game I'd ever played. Mm. Um, I'd know, like, every other VR game, even Super Hot VR, uh, genius. Absolutely genius game. But didn't, like, fucking make me rethink how I interacted with the world that much. Right. And this one, yeah, holy shit, man. Yeah. It's some shit. I feel like we've finally reached a point where we're no longer just using VR as a gimmick and we're now using VR as a central conceit for the storytelling medium itself, which I think is exactly what needed to happen. And obviously it was go- eventually going to happen. It was going to come eventually. You know, like uh, the the media medium itself, it just need, needed to mature a little. But uh, yeah, I'm fucking stoked that I, I get to be here for
0: that maturation it's Hmm. fucking awesome Uh, yeah so there was there was a game that came out uh, last month called Subliminal and it was a um, a puzzle game where it used perspective Um, so you'd like be able to pick up items and and if you picked up something close you could sort of move it away and it would get larger and larger and you could like drop it into the world right did you see that no I didn't it sounds like it's sort of like, it wasn't a VR game, but it's sort of playing with the same sort of ideas, right. I guess. I don't know. From what you're describing, at least. Weren't you?
1: Um, yeah. yeah I, I love the idea of fucking with perspective. I think it's such a awesome, um, awesome use of, of games, like game as a medium. Um, the other game I played this year that did it was Superland. Which set, you know, in, was set in a sandbox, a child's sandbox, but had, but because you were so, you know, you were the size of a fucking cockroach, um, everything was fucking massive to you, and you, there are a number of puzzles you'd solve by sort of in, like envisioning them as someone looking down at the sandbox at a regular height, um, and just sort of the concept of looking at it from a you know, the bigger picture is uh, is yeah. I think a, yeah, brilliant way to use the medium. mm mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, love Fisherman's style, love Superlands. We'll check out Subliminal, I guess. Um, yeah, just fucking if you've got VR, I heartily recommend the Fisherman's Um Yeah, this
0: 100%. is on uh, PC, or
1: did you play on PlayStation? I'm not playing on PC. I'm all on PC. I don't have PSVR. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so there's that. Still on VR. Uh, went out to Penrith. Uh, which is where you're from, isn't it? Around there. Yeah. Um, went out to Penrith, drove all the way out there. It was fucking an hour. Um, took an hour to get out Good Lord. Um, so, first of all, it was the fucking eeriest shit I've ever, like, been through in my life. Because we were driving out there, and it was the smokiest, smokiest day of the last couple of weeks. And it's been fucking smoky. It's been fucking smoky, Luke. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But, uh, this was smokier than fucking... Like, you had, uh, effective visibility of about fucking 200 meters. Uh... Which was pretty hairy... Driving down the highway... At 110 k's an hour... Uh, You couldn't see anything... Beyond... I'd say 250... Like you just couldn't fucking see... Uh, So it was basically... You're in a... Thick fog... Except... uh, That fog was also... Hazardous to your health... And... uh, Yes... That was fucking... That was pretty fucked... Um, We got out there... Went in... It was at... The iFly uh skydiving like indoor skydiving uh arena arena right. like uh, uh let me just grab iFly indoor skydiving building so they're like um, leasing out space or something so it turns out they're actually owned by uh the same company that owns the indoor skydiving right uh but this is next to the penriths league uh penrith panthers league club league oh, yeah um and uh yeah so uh they're, yeah they're basically owned by the same people and they yeah you, you go out there freak vr is in a little room off to the side um it's got a you know cool little setup um you go in uh strap on a vest the first thing they get you to do is put on a haptic vest um so there's haptic feedback in in their game so that if something hits you you actually feel it in your chest feel yep uh, yeah. And then you strap on the computer. Uh, so that, yeah, you got to wear a computer on your back. Um, not that heavy. I didn't find it to be all that heavy. It definitely got hot, but it wasn't heavy. This uh, is sound like your life Death Stranding?
0: <laughs> you normally read this.
1: <laughs> um, stack it up on my back. Uh, um, no, and then um, they've got the... They had the Vive Pro um as their as their headset system and uh yeah so you chuck that on put the headphones down everything's good uh great resolution better resolution than my regular vive um so crisper crisper image uh and then um yeah they give you these two guns they give you two guns as your main controllers and uh it's it's a uh, room scale or Larger still than room scale, and it's uh, they got us to play a um, what do they call it? Location based, exclusive variant of Arizona Sunshine. Um, so Arizona Sun- Sunshine is a extremely popular zombie VR game. Uh, sort of, as far as I'm aware, it sort of pioneered that uh, you know the very realistic use of guns like you Mm -hmm. had to unload the clip and like slam a new one and cock it and like you'd fire and all that kind of stuff but sort of pioneered that kind of stuff um yeah so uh it's hugely popular zombie game um this one yeah they have a four player version of it and uh it's exclusive they're the only ones who have it in in australia And, uh, yeah, you go in, there were like three other people, Junglist, Nate, and, uh, Nate's mate, Aluxian. And, uh, yeah, we, we all chucked the headsets on, grabbed our guns, uh, loaded up the game. And that was it. Like we were ready to go. The pros have this fucking, these cameras on, uh, on their, on the front of them that can tell you when you're about to walk into a fucking wall and shit, which is awesome. Uh, it's a really fucking killer idea. Uh, and so basically what they do is they've mapped out the, the gameplay area to exist within the room space. And it's not a very big room, uh, that they're using. Uh, but it does, it uses like clever use of like elevators and, uh, like, ...travelators and stuff like that... ...to move you... uh, ...around the area... uh, ...without you having to like... ...actively fucking... ...walk everywhere... ...like with you... ...so you'll travel... ...maybe a kilometer... ...throughout the course of this game... uh, ...but you will stay within... ...a room the size of my lounge room... um, ...which is... ...super clever... ...I think it's... ...fantastic use of... ...of the... ...the... ...medium in general... Uh, ...they do it really well... Uh, ...but... ...yeah... From there, you're basically just uh, shooting zombies, like, and and it's a race. Uh, you reload by hitting the thing on the back of your gun because you got you don't have like two hands. I kind of wish you did have the other hand, to be honest. Uh, I kind of wish the reloading was a bit more manual, like it is in the uh, Arizona Sunshine mm-hmm. regular. Uh, but yeah, I think they're trying to simplify it. The idea is my biggest criticism of Freak VR in general was that it was way too easy uh we only felt only like the Haptic Vest situation only came into play right at the end uh when the um the level shut down and it takes you back to a menu screen but the menu screen is sort of in game and so there were zombies sort of walking towards you uh that'll attack you uh in the menu and uh while we were waiting to, like, wrap everything up, I put the guns down, took the headset off and the and the vest off, and the zombies made it to me and started attacking me so that I felt it in my chest. Like, that's the only time that I actually got hit by a fucking zombie throughout mm. this entire thing. It was never, ever, ever close to difficult enough. Um, we We finished so we did two sessions and we finished the second one and i think that was like they reckoned we weren't going to finish it they were like oh if you get far enough in and we're like we'll see we'll see it was seriously never ever close to us not not getting through like and it was more complex basically so yeah it, it's it's a you know, it's obviously a gameplay trick uh, that takes you from one location to another and then you sort of stand and deliver while yeah. waves of zombies come at you. It's fucking sick, right? Like, it, it's really cool to do in, like, four-player. Um, you're sort of colliding with one another or you move far enough away to, to like, cover every quadrant. Uh, but then, you know, you got to traverse... You, uh, I showed you a video, you, re- you re-edited you a video <laughs> of us uh, going through an elevator sequence. And then me jacking off an elevator. Oh, uh, an elephant. Uh, what oh, I was elevator. actually doing there was... Uh, I was trying to use the lever to make the <laughs> elevator leave. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, but it wouldn't leave. So I was like just fucking hitting this fucking hitting this fucking lever as fast as I could to try and get it to leave before the others arrived but it didn't work so it just sort of looks like I'm jacking off an elephant Uh, which I'm okay with to be honest Um,
0: (laughs) that's what VR is all about
1: that's what VR is all about Um, but yeah like you could see in that in that video it's on Twitter uh, that those goofy moments from the outside looking in those goofy moments when you jump From like... The elevator is sort of like... There's a gap between the elevator... And and the ground... And so instead of just walking... When you're in VR... You sort of leap... Uh, And like... Elusha wasn't great with height... So he was like nervous... And Jung was nervous... Like trying to... Like crouch walk underneath this fucking... Bar and stuff... Um, Yeah it was really fucking clever... um, Because... Yeah... It's, it's it's just that's that's what VR is like, right? And it's, it's progressed enough that like I remember doing um, I remember doing another one we talked about ages ago. I can't remember what it's called, but uh, another VR room, and it was it was quite cool. Um, but the you know the graphics were sort of goofy. But as the graphics improve and get better and better, it like the I guess the I remember you talking about zero latency, right? And you were walking across a beam, yeah.
0: I think it was, yeah,
1: right, and like a like a high-rise building, yeah, like
0: from one to another.
1: Right? That's just fucking fantastic. And the fact that they've managed to like replicate that sensation inside a room the size of my lounge room is is fucking phenomenal. Because uh, it, it sort of just means that they can bring this anywhere. You know, they're not restricted to finding a fucking warehouse somewhere or building a warehouse. Like they can just sort of bring it. Somewhere, and you can just fucking experience this this concept uh, quite quickly, and quite quite easily. Mm. I mean, Penrith isn't my ideal location for anything, really, but uh, it's cool for people who live in fucking Penrith. Um, yeah, like or, or in that general area, um, and it wasn't ultimately wasn't that difficult to get to. So, yeah, like. It's just a... It's a killer idea. Like... Scaling down the idea of a VR arcade is a fucking brilliant move, in my opinion. Uh, And they've executed it quite well. Uh, So we did that. We did... The second one we did was sort of more a Call of Duty Zombies style. uh, All, like, constant waves. Um, There wasn't, like, the puzzle-solving aspect of Call of Duty Zombies was just the, the zombie waves but uh, they were like we were unlocking new guns and like upgrading our weapons and stuff like that um, yeah that was just my biggest problem was that it was way too easy mm-hmm. they, they're talking they weren't finished like the building wasn't finished so the upstairs portion is different to like downstairs they've got the room scale stuff and upstairs they're going to have like standing room only arcade experiences uh, and they were talking about doing a Beat Saber one where you actually wear a subwoofer, mm. so that you can feel the fucking beat in your chest, which right. sounds fucking amazing. But it wasn't wasn't ready yet, unfortunately. And I'm definitely keen to check it out when it is. Um, but yeah, no, it was really cool. Uh, if you're in that area, it's definitely worth checking out. The amount of people who are, like, I, I guess going to do indoor skydiving and were just like straight up gawking at like the setup in Freak VR was huge. Like people mm. are keen to fucking check it out. They weren't open when we were doing it, but they were. there were a lot of helly jelly motherfuckers who wanted to, meanwhile I was standing there like, I want to do some fucking indoor skydiving. The first time I did indoor <laughs> skydiving. <I laughs> you do it in
0: VR go. though. You practice now. Right, easy. Fucking I feel like I've seen videos where people have like done that, but they just face planted on the ground because they've actually thought they were jumping. I want both. Right? Could you do it? Could you
1: go and and do like a skydive with the VR, like indoor skydiving with the VR things on, and then like fucking yeah. fall? I want to see it. I want to. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk to them. I reckon that'd be fucking amazing. Holy shit! Anyway, uh, yeah, killer idea. Good execution. Like really good execution. My only my only complaint is that it was way too easy. Uh. Mm-hmm. Even the second one... The second... The COD Zombies one... You actually had to go... And you had limited ammo... Uh, And... Even... Even after accounting... Like even accounting for that... Because the first one didn't have any limited ammo... So it was just fucking reload whenever... Uh, The second one... Yeah you had to actually... Conserve your shots... Uh, Even accounting for that... It was still... We're never ever ever close to being in trouble... We needed about three times the amount of zombies actually be threatened why are you changing your color profile what are you fucking doing nothing it's, it's very weird <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh, so yeah uh, definitely worth checking out I have no idea what it's going to cost um, hopefully it's not too expensive uh, but yeah if, if like as an introduction to VR um, I think it's it's a genius idea that they can like, they should definitely yeah roll out to you know, places where people actually live. Cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, good stuff. Um, the other game I played, still VR, is Bone Works. And uh, remember, how I was all like, "Ah, uh, Fisherman's Tale was the best VR game I've ever played." Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, so I was. I'm like, "Wow, fucking, this is the best VR game I've ever played." On uh, on Monday about a Fisherman's Tale. And then, uh, I got Boneworks yesterday. Wednesday. And now I'm like, okay, well. Uh, the reign of A Fisherman's Tale was (laughs) short-lived. Boneworks is fucking amazing. It is out of control. It, it would, it would... I've never felt this way about a game before. I, well, not, not a long time. I've definitely felt this way about a game before, but not a long time. It... Is crazy. My the only complaint about, I have about it, and it is a significant one, is that you cannot save the game mid-game. Uh, there's mid-level rather. Once you start a level, that's it. It will not save until you finish the level, which is annoying as fuck because the the levels get kind of big. Uh, apart from that, yeah. It's revolutionary shit. It is straight up revolutionary shit. Like, nothing compares to it. It is... mind-warping. Uh, they, they are... It feels like Half-Life. It feels like when you first played Half-Life 2... and you were interacting with physics... Uh, doing physics-based fucking based puzzles. And you're like, oh my fucking god... This is the sh- this is it, right? And now every game does physics, like it's sort of just fucking how games work, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, whatever. Uh, no, no, no. It's all it's all happening again. Like we're on another fucking we're on another level. Uh, this is a VR game where you have like personal physical collision with everything. In regular VR games, right? Like you can do that. That thing where you're playing, like uh, your window gets smashed in um, in a VR racing game. So you just sort of stick your head out the window, and you can like continue to fucking drive while with your head out the window, Uh, even though the window is up, right? You just clip through right the geometry, and it doesn't fucking matter, right? Uh, Or yeah, other games you sort of like cram your head through a wall, and you can see what's on the other side and stuff like that, right? Um, That's not possible here. They've they made it so that you have uh, a physical presence in the game world, so that you cannot collide through stuff, uh, unless except for bugs. Uh, and so, but it, like they've done it in such a way that isn't vomit inducing, right? Like you just sort of like you collide with the wall, and like even if you were to continue to push your head through or, uh, or push your arms through. You, like, you can see that they're not going anywhere. And it's got, like, vibration feedback to mm. let you know that, like, it's not going to happen and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, like, it's just, it it sets its boundaries so fucking, so perfectly. And you just sort of fucking have to deal with it. So, like, there are games, like, crouching, crouching under neat stuff in, um, in... Uh, that zombie game, Arizona Sunshine, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, all three, all all four of us sort of ducked different heights when we were going under it, right? Our our idea, but it didn't matter, right? Uh, We could have literally just walked straight through the fucking wall and it wouldn't have done anything. It wouldn't Mm -hmm. have hurt us or anything. Um, It was just our personal interpretation. In this, like, yeah, we were able to like, you, 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 if you don't duck low enough, you're not able to fucking go under. You have to duck more, right? It fucking sets it up, and it sticks to its set of rules. And it doesn't make you... Yeah, it doesn't make you want to fucking spew because of it. And then there's, like, you... Yeah, you lift things up, and things have different weights about them. Like, a heavy box takes more to lift, and you feel... You don't like you don't feel the weight, but like you, it's replicated in the game world, and so you lift it slower, yeah, right, and it just fucking works, right? So you why not like slowly lifting a fucking box up, and then turning really slowly and walking, and then dumping it on the button that you need to like push or whatever, like keep held down or whatever, like it's, it's nuts. Uh, there's that. There's climbing. You climb by like grabbing like ledges that are like out enough. But you can also climb on other things by like just putting your your forearm on top. Like you might actually climb like something. Hmm. You know, if you were to try to climb a shelf, right? You might grab it and then like lift yourself up by putting. And that's how you fucking do this shit. Like, yeah, it's again it fucking works it works it's as it's written on the fucking box like you try things you tr- you try something out and yeah that it turns out that's what you meant to do like i managed to climb up i he uh i managed to climb up a fucking shelf by getting my fucking crowbar right and i wedged it and then I levered myself up, right, to the top of the fucking shelf. And like then a I was strong up. man. Yeah, like a, like a fucking... <laughs> but, like, I just... I was able to do that. I was, like, hooking my way up shit. Like, it's fucking crazy. Oh, my Lord. It's... Or, like... Yeah, I, And another time I... Like, there was a barrel on a shelf, and I wanted to get to the, t- the top of the shelves... Uh, and so I tilted the barrel until it was, like, wedged between them. Like, the barrel itself was nearly as tall as the shelf, but not quite. But if I pulled the barrel forward, right, because I'm heavier than the barrel, right, I, if I try to climb on the barrel, it'll just fall forward. But if I tilted it forward and wedged it into the shelf, then I could use it as a fucking, like, a, a ladder step. <laughs> and I'm fucking climbing. It's yeah. fucking bananas, man. Like, this this shit shouldn't work, and it... 1000% does and you just it's just fucking it's the most phenomenal shit I've ever fucking encountered it's crazy it is crazy
0: <laughs> uh yeah and then it sounds well, like, like it sounds like a, a real life getting over it with Bennett Forty, where you're in like the the cauldron like <laughs> hooking yourself <laughs> <on> <laughs>
1: there are a couple of puzzles that are 1000% just that like 1000% like I'm like I get to like I do these like fucking crazy fucking climbs and I'm like fucking just barely at the top and then the you know, the other issue I have with it is sometimes jump doesn't register it's something to do with uh Height recognition. Mm. Uh, it's got. It, and sometimes, yeah, when it doesn't recognize my height as well as it's supposed to, uh, yeah, it uh, it fucks up and then uh, I don't jump. And yeah, so I'll get to the fucking top of this massive fucking climbing mountain. I'll finally get there and i just got one jump left and then I'll just fucking run off the fucking ledge and I'm like, I can't do this. I cannot do this all again. Uh, I'm just going to quit. I'm going to quit. And then I take my fucking head headset off and then I look at... Uh, and then I, like, think about it. And I'm like... If I quit, I will have pissed away the last 50 minutes getting through this. I just have to fucking get it done and then I can save the game. You just, just leave it on forever. Or just leave it on. I did take a 10-minute breather after one particular sequence. I'd spent, like, fucking two hours in there and then I'm like... Oh, okay. Uh, well, um... I guess I have to finish this or, yeah, I, I've wasted two hours. So, yeah, I just went and sat down for 10 minutes and uh, watched my wife, wife watch Batwoman. that woman. That show is fucking awful. Oh, my God. It's yeah. so bad. Every All of the
0: acting in it is awful. I've... um I've, the storylines are explicitly... I've, I've DVR'd the now. Infinite Crisis... Stuff yep. that's just started. I think it started uh, this last weekend. So I think I've got one like day. three shows DVR, and I feel like Batwoman might have been the first one or something. Batman's the second one. Batman's
1: the second one. So yeah, Supergirl, Batwoman. Sorry, Batwoman. Batwoman. Bat. Supergirl, Batwoman, Flash. And then the Flash. Yeah. And then uh, next year it'll be Arrow and Legends tomorrow. Right. So yeah, I've, I've dvr got... all of them so far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, well, she's watching them all so she can be up to date on what's gonna happen, and I don't care. Fucking, I'm glad she is so she can tell me what what's happening. Basically, she's gonna catch me up so I don't have to watch more. Uh, but yeah, fucking hell, man. Anyway, uh, so there's that. There's yeah, there's climbing. I put a video up on my my Twitter of me like solving a puzzle the wrong way just by climbing my way across it and yeah their officials their official fucking position on it is that there is no wrong way to solve a puzzle like if you've solved it then you sold it the correct way that's all that matters in their opinion which i think i love i absolutely love uh mm. it's it's not like they're not the first people to, to have that opinion but like fucking hell it's rad yeah it's it's, it's a kill, killer idea. And then, yeah, like, fucking, yeah, you've got your gun, and you, like, aim down sights, and, like, that's how you fucking shoot, uh, you gotta do the, you know, take the clip out, and put a new clip in, and then pull the thing back, and then grab it again, and fire, or with the pistol, you, like, drop the clip out, put a new one in, and then, like, pull back to slide, and then fucking fire, like, all that kind of shit, um, that's the combat in the game, and it fucking works. The fucking, you get a fucking axe, and you can, like, some of the shit you do, I didn't record it. I I went, like, a little bit soft in the video, because uh, I, I, yeah, I wasn't thinking about it, but, like, you can, like, legit, if you catch them unawares, you can run up and grab them by the top of their head and just fucking hack away at their neck. You can't chop limbs off, unfortunately, but, like, you just fucking, and there's just blood. Fuck fucking spraying everywhere like you just do heinous shit like yeah Yeah. or like knock them to the ground and then sledgehammer them in the fucking head on the ground and stuff like oh my lord it's out of control shoot them in the fucking legs and like watch them crawl for a bit and then like pop them in the brain to finish them off like yeah it's weird it's weird how much detail they've gone into replicating that stuff because at at its core, it it feels like it's a a physics based puzzle game. Uh, except there's also yeah some fucking brutal combat in it, uh, and yeah, and all of it is yeah flawless. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. So
0: whenever I do VR games, one of the first things I do is walk around the room and just pick shit up and throw it around the wall. Like, just throw it around? So, how long did you spend in the first room... Picking stuff up and... So, the first... Like,
1: the main menu... Is... Like, that's the main menu... Is is you can just walk around and pick stuff up and and smash it. And I spent legitimately 25 minutes... Before even starting the game... (laughs) Technically starting the game... I spent 25 minutes walking around... Seeing what I could, like, smash and shit. And the next time I loaded it up... I loaded it up again this morning... Uh, and uh, I spent another 20 minutes, because I've learned all this shit now, like I've learned how to interact with the world now, and so I'm like, I I could probably get up there, and so I fucking climbed up there, and like fucking did all that stuff instead, like I've gone, yeah, even further with it, Um, yeah, it's just phenomenal man, like holy shit, Uh, I don't know how long it's going to be, I'm at, I just finished the third level. I started on the fourth level this morning, and then you were like, Oh, we're going to podcast at nine? And I'm like, Fuck! I forgot. So, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no idea how long it's going to be, but I've, I've read that it's between like six and seven hours long. Uh, I spent about an hour and a half, two hours on the third level. Right. Yesterday. So I'd say I'm about four hours in, I'd say. Uh, not accounting for me fucking out in the main menu, I'd say about three hours in. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it's 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 amazing. It is an amazing game, and that third level, I feel like there is so much more I could have done. I wrapped it up because I just wanted to get to the end of the fucking level so I could go to bed. But there's so much more I could have done there's so much more I could have explored there are full blown fucking giant areas I d- didn't even go to uh, there's like I I could have yeah done all this shit I, th- I think and yeah I just I was I would go down one direction mm. and it turns out I should have gone down another or something like that it's fucking rad great music too
0: how's the door interaction
1: Ah, oh, oh, oh! Half-Life Alex is gonna fucking blow him away in, in door interaction terms, uh, because you just at first, at first I'm like opening doors carefully, uh, and like all that kind of stuff, and then um, eventually you just sort of fucking no, slam through doors. If you can't slam through a door, it's either locked from the other side or it's a fake door, a real fake door, and mm. uh, it opens to nothing. But
0: yeah. Is that the next stage of VR? You get foot sensors so you can kick things.
1: That'd be interesting.
0: Like like, kick a door. The in? way
1: it treats you, the way it treats your uh, your feet is like your legs is really weird because like they've done the like first like second level is like a, a museum, the museum of VR, and it sort of takes you through uh, how you know the evolution of VR. It's pretty like it's a little bit snarky, like it's like it it's got like a caveman and the caveman in the caveman exhibit he like teleports around and like if you hit the button it'll it'll talk through how like in the in the olden days yeah. uh the only way players could move around was by a primitive teleporting system, and you're like, fuck it, okay. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like two it's years ago. Like, yeah, this is <laughs> no fucking fisherman's tail uses the teleporting system. Like yeah. it's still going. It's still a primary way for fuck but they're taking fucking shots. Um and yeah, it's got like all the different controllers and all that kind of stuff. Uh yeah, it's hyper self referential. You're you're a developer and you're diving into this VR OS to try to fix some bugs Uh, and uh, yeah it's it's basically that's what it's it's all structured around And so it's a game within a game within an OS type thing you know like yeah it's a a nested narrative type deal but uh, it's very fucking cool Um, Mm. obviously you need a VR to play it unfortunately no you're in the States you could probably buy a fucking index Hey, yeah, aren't they like a thousand dollars or something? Yeah, but you've got American money now, so yeah. No, I don't have much American money. Ah, uh, the trick, <laughs> the old, the
0: classic stitch up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess it's going to be interesting to see what like uh, you know, someone like Valve can do with with VR, having years of experience and. ...a huge budget behind them. Like, what have they got in store for people? I'm keen to see what that gameplay is going to be like. Yeah, this... This...
1: This draws a line in the sand, in my opinion. Like... This is a very fucking clear... ...line in the sand. And... Yeah, I feel like we're now hitting... ...a new era of fucking VR. Um, This and Fisherman's Tale... Uh, games like VR games are now using the medium in ways that are I've never seen before. I do understand that there are a couple of VR games that I haven't played. Like um, what's that PSVR uh, VR one, The Blood and Truth?
0: Yeah, Blood and Truth. That was the one that I heard, had climbing and things like that in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've heard phenomenal things about that. I am wondering if maybe I'm just seeing a bunch of Blood and Truth shit, and I'm just a bit late to the party. But right. I don't have a on so I don't
0: know what the fuck I'm supposed to do about that. So. Blood and Truth yeah. for me was like the next evolution of the time crisis. Sort right. of like where would time crisis be if it came out today? Like, oh, you can now, you know, like it's, it's an on-rails game but it's still um, a lot more interactive. Right, right. Well, that's good. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah.
1: Cool. Um, that's... This is this is a full blown regular video game yeah, you know, puzzle game, yeah, full full Half Life style puzzle game, yeah, yeah, it's amazing, yeah, I it's at this, at this stage, uh, depending on how the rest of it plays out, it's, it's in my top five games of the year, mm-hmm. like yeah,
0: it's amazing, it is amazing cool yep all right uh last game on the list is dark Genesis. is hmm. genesis um so i gotta go for this yesterday it is a uh isometric uh top down action brawler game um where you play as two of the four horsemen um strife and war obviously uh war was in the first darksiders first game one. darksiders was a game that you really liked back in the day uh yeah it might have been your game of the year i feel like yeah, it was yeah yeah um which took sort of like the legend of zelda concept and brought it into a more adult i guess adult themed <laughs> storytelling um yeah and like made a zelda game that we hadn't really seen in a while um and executed that really well. And, and since then, they've made uh, two other games. They did Darksiders 2, which had Death as the main character. And then Darksiders 3, I can't remember. Did that come out at the end of last year? Or was that this year? I never uh, actually uh, got around to playing that one. Um, Neither But know. that one you played as Fury, the sister of Death and War. Um I've actually got that on my Steam list. I just never got around to checking that out, but I definitely want to get in there and, and have a look at it. Um, and so this one is is taking uh, that series in sort of a different direction with this like top down isometric, like a uh, Diablo slash brawler inspired game. Um, and you're playing as Strife for the first time as well. So uh, he plays as more of an agile. Like, uh, like close quarters, but also has abilities that allows him to sort of stand back and attack people at range. Whereas right. War is very, you know, he's got this giant chaos chaos eater, chaos eater, yeah, um, giant blade, and he's up close and like he punches stuff. Like the thing about him opening chests in the original game was like he would punch things, and that is how he would open chests. Um, and so. Yeah, you've got these two different two characters, and both of them are actually playable at the same time. Well, not at the same time, but during like the game that you're playing, you can switch between the two characters pretty much instantly. Uh, both of them have separate health pools, um, separate ability pools. Like you can uh, basically on the fly switch between them depending on what sort of strategy you want to choose, uh, right. depending on the fight that you're in at that given time. Uh, and also, it's, you're able to sort of manage like their health. Um, for instance, if you know you're using War and uh, his health is now halfway, you know down, you can switch out to the other character, and then like War's health will slowly regen. And so you can try and manage those other characters that you've got, or that other character that you've got, sort of in your back, your backpack. Um, yeah, and just allows you to sort of play around with it in different ways, but. This game is set in, uh, in hell. Um, and yeah, it's basically like a, a giant brawler game. It uses a lot of the same sort of, uh, combat mechanics as those original games. Um, you know, there's, there's combos that you can sort of do with the heavy and light attacks. Um, there's different abilities that you'll be able to unlock. There are a lot of puzzle elements, which is something that the Darksiders series is known for. Um, yep. You know, those Zelda-style puzzles where you have to trigger certain events within the world and that'll eventually open up some sort of door somewhere along the way. Um, so it's not entirely an action brawler game, but there's definitely, like... You know, they'll throw in some some puzzle bits every once in a while. And... Uh, it's... Yeah. For the most part, like, it's a solid game. It's not anything groundbreaking. Um... Like it's not a full-priced, triple A, hundred dollar, sixty dollar game, uh, depending on where you're from, but yeah. it's sort of like that thirty dollar US mark, or I don't know what it's going for back home. I'm probably guessing forty to fifty, maybe around there somewhere, maybe even less. Um, so you kind of know what you go, what you're going into when you get it. It's not going to be this giant, sort of sprawling new experience, but. It's yeah, it's it's a sort of if you want to jump in for a Diablo slash um, hack and slash brawler game, then that's what you're gonna get. Uh, it, in terms of the gear and whatnot, there isn't like an in depth gear system like a Diablo. Instead, what it uses is a um, these cores, and enemies will drop uh, ability orbs, and each sort of orb has a like a stat attached to it or a funk like an ability attached to it Uh, and you grab these orbs and you put them into a like this giant tree that you've got and that will allow you to unlock certain abilities or upgrade your character's stats Um, so for instance it could be something as basic as increase your health pool by five percent and it ranges upwards you might get like a 25% chance to leave a trail of fire behind you when you dash um so that that's kind of like an idea of what these different orbs will give you um and you so you collect an orb and then it starts off as like a level one core and as you collect more and more of these orbs from the same types of creatures that you're killing that's when you start to level them up and so for the most part these orbs will have like three different tiers and as you progress they'll get stronger and stronger um and you can only socket these orbs into specific uh, tiers in this skill tree. And um, if you put them in the right spots, then you get sort of like bonus attributes attached to them. You can basically put them in wherever you want, but the game is like incentivizing you to put them in the specific order, in a specific order. And if you do it the, the correct way, that the game wants you to do then you start getting like bonus attributes attached to those orbs as well. Uh, and that's kind of like the way that you level up in the game. Um, and that's probably one of my biggest issues with the game so far is that each, each chapter, so the game is broken up into different chapters. You go through like a, a map and um, there's different sort of main missions you have to accomplish on this map. There's side missions that you can go to. And uh, as you're killing things, you're collecting orbs and you get to the end of the level. Um, you get back to a hub world and you go off on the next mission. But each mission is like, you need to be level 120. or It's recommended to be 120 to get to this next mission. Uh, or this mission here is level 160. And it sort of increments as you progress through the game. Um, and so it becomes like this... It feels like it's padded. Or it's like, it's, it's, it wants you to grind. So you, you're incentivized to go back and replay those missions again. To start collecting those same orbs and level up your your orbs and and that gives you more more bonus stats and whatnot. But at the same time there's not enough difference in the level that you've played because you you're basically playing the exact same level. All you're going and doing is just grinding enemies over and over again right. and collecting more um you can collect these souls from each enemy you down as well, which is like the the game's currency that you can use to buy upgrades as well. And so it becomes this yeah, it's basically a grind um, which I don't I feel like it's there to maybe pad out the game length uh, which at the same time I don't think is a giant problem for where I'm at. I feel like I'm about halfway through the game at the moment. I've probably put it in about maybe 8 hours
1: Yeah
0: Um. Maybe 9 and So I feel like it's probably going to be like an 18 hour experience or something like that and uh it's just sort of strange when they're like oh you should like we're recommending you should be this level and it's like 30 levels above where i'm at currently and i feel like i'm going through and doing pretty well on most of these levels like i'm clearing out all the side objectives and i'm going and collecting all the little collectibles and whatnot in each area um, and for it to come back and be like "Ah, oh, actually you're like 30 points below the recommended level you should probably go back and replay one of those other levels and it's like a they can take like 50, 50 minutes to go through the whole thing again to completion um and you mainly get like 30 extra points to level up with in that particular case and so i uh i feel like they've yeah they've they've put this leveling system in there and sort of not balanced it correctly it doesn't feel like it flows the right way um and so it's it becomes this like sort of like a grind I, i've had to do a, a lot but it's always in the back of my mind where I'll start up a level and for the most part, I'm generally underleveled for every single level that I go into. Um, But I'm just like, fuck it. I'll just do it anyway and we'll see where I get. And then I got to a point where it opens up like this arena mode and the arena mode is these wave-based sort of like, you know, there's like 10 waves and we'll throw a couple of waves at enemies at you and you're given a score and depending on what score you get, you'll be able to unlock uh you know a bunch of different items um depending on how you ranked and at this point of the game it's uh there wasn't i didn't know what to do uh, anymore like it was like, oh, you've unlocked the arena. you can go do that now and I'm like, all right well, where's the next mission like what is the next mission so I thought I wandered around for a little bit in sort of the hub world couldn't find it um I went back and did like a a grind mission because I thought maybe I'm like too under leveled. I uh, wasn't sure, and uh, and because the actual arena mode was, I think it was like I needed to be a specific level, and it was like sixty points above where I was at the moment. So I was like, oh maybe I need I haven't leveled up enough. So I went and did another level again. Spent like fifty minutes doing that. Came back, was still under leveled for that particular arena, and I was like, you know, I'll just do it, whatever. Um, I did the arena that took like ten minutes five minutes whatever it was and then I finished that and then that triggered the next mission and and that mission was like a hundred points below what the arena was so it was just like uneven like the the arena was telling me I needed to be level 400 but the actual mission after that was like you need to be level 300 and so at that point I'm like all right like you had this massive jump of where it wanted me to be and then all of a sudden it's gone backwards And the next, like, three missions after that have all been below that level, like, 400. It's been, like, 300, 320, 360. I'm like, all right, well, now I'm, like, way too overleveled for it. Like, most of this stuff now. And it's just become a giant breeze. Um, So that's probably my only big criticism of the game so far. Is that it's just got this weird, um, like, gated recommended leveling system that feels like it's trying to pad out the game length. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't seem to fit. Like, I just don't know why it needs to be there at the moment. I guess it's just trying to make things easier for you as a, you know, when you're going up against these creatures and whatnot. But at the same time, uh, I don't understand why the game wants me to go back and replay those levels at the same time. Like, I'm not getting anything out of it, other than you unlock new abilities. Like, you know, it's the Metroidvania darksiders thing where you get the hook and then later on you go back or you get the firebombs and then oh yeah i remember this part in this level i need to go back and do that and i can i'll get a chest out of it and whatnot so it does that thing where you can go back and find areas that you couldn't get to before um and you can get items out of those specific areas so you know it's still got that sort of darksiders attachment to it uh and the other thing that i do not like about it which is another big problem um the camera issues with the game is really frustrating uh, because it is yeah. isometric. Mm. There's a lot of detail going on in the game. Um, it's all 3D and top down, and at times you are looking. Uh, for instance, you, you might be in a hallway or you know inside of a, a castle or some, something like that, and the walls in the castle will sort of be cut away. But certain times there'll be things above uh, the environment maybe, like, a giant... uh, Let's say you're going through, like, a castle gate, right? And the the castle gate is an entirely, like... It's a solid solid building. And so if you're behind that castle gate, you can't see what's behind the castle gate. But they highlight your character so you can see where you are, but you can't see what's behind it. So if you're in a fight in that specific location, you can't see what you're hitting because it's being blocked by the environment <laughs> and this happens a lot where like there'll oh be my. things in the environment um, and all of a sudden they're like, Oh, but here's a wall of the, the building you're in and you can't see what is behind that wall. And you're, you're like this creature spawning there or something like that. Uh, I had a fight where there was a giant boss that was obscured by like the environment at one stage. Like, I couldn't see the boss at all. And so I had to kite it out of where it was initially standing to go to an area where I could see where the fight was happening. Um so that has something that's happened a bit that I've noticed. It hasn't happened a lot, but occasionally I'll be like, the environment is getting in the way of the the fights in the game. Um I think the way that they could solve that is just by doing what they're doing to your character, which is highlighting your character a certain color so you can see through it. Uh just do that to the enemies so that I can see like or at least hide hide the the uh environment or something like uh make it see through where as you know as you go through it or uh it's just a weird thing that they've sort of half thought about like they've put in the part where you can see yourself but then they forgot about the enemies and that's just a strange like oversight um yeah so other than that they're the two main issues that i've got with it so far but otherwise like i'm having fun with it um it's not uh You know, it's not, it's not like a a super challenging game. Um, You've got your, like I said, like your button combinations, your sort of combos that you can sort of start to learn. And, you know, when you press, and they're sort of similar to the way that Darkseid is played. Like you want to do the Meteor Strike, so you sort of jump and you press a trigger button and that'll make War do his Meteor Strike. Or like Strife has a completely different set of combos that he can use as well. Um, Yeah. And so you, you sort of start learning all these unlocks and, how the characters play and then when they're best to be used um, but I, for the most part I use Strife entirely as my like main uh, because he's got the he's got these two guns that he can use or he's got weapons and so he can be used at range and if I'm getting attacked by something that's really big I can just stand back and shoot them with uh, whatever gun attachment I got because there, there are like a bunch of different like uh, varieties of sort of like modifiers that you can use for these weapons um right Strife's got his own where he can use different types of ammo for his weapon and then War is able to do different types of abilities for his sword and whatnot that you can unlock um and then you get like different character specific abilities like um like War will have his uh his fist giant fist gauntlet thing that he uses to punch stuff with and that'll allow you to get through certain uh, puzzle puzzle areas... and then he's got the uh, the disc that he throws out... I can't remember what it's called... Um, that he can light things on fire... and the bombs... something like that yeah... Know. but there's like puzzly stuff... where you've got to light the... you know the... all these things on fire... and you've got to target specific things... within the environment... and that'll allow you to do that but... yeah like I'm enjoying it... it's not a fully priced game... Um, I don't think people should expect like too much out of it, but it seems pretty solid. Um, it's got co-op in there as well. You can, uh, from what I understand, it's got split screen co-op and, and and like drop in, drop out, sort of like internet co-op. Um, so like one person can play as War, the other one can play as Strife at the same time. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I'm enjoying it for the most part right now. I'm interested to see sort of where it goes from here. I've probably got like another six levels, I feel like seven levels by the way the story's folding out um and it seems like people have sort of enjoyed it for what it is at the moment so yeah I'm digging it
1: yeah yeah um yeah I was I was I kept seeing you play it and then I'm like I should see if I can play using that Steam share play thing
0: I think it's got that it's popped up a couple of times about a Steam Uh some sort of Steam share thingy maybe we should give it a punt but i don't know how that works i have no idea as well mm. but have a squeeze right yeah why not um but yeah i'll probably talk about that a bit more next week once i've i've gotten through uh the rest of the game but yeah, yeah seems seems all right i'm cool like i i definitely want to go back and play dark Side of the street cuz i never got a chance to play it i didn't like I liked Darksiders two but not as much as one yeah um and so i want to see what they did with three i've heard it's it's okay um but I still want to go and and play it because I always liked those games um you know and hopefully we we'll get we we'll get to see a, a fully fledged Darksiders four or something um and eventually like the i don't know where do you go from there how do you how do you make the the game where you bring them all together, like what does that yeah. look like? Because that, that was always Diablo. the sort of the feeling that I got where they were going with these games. Full Diablo. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Why not? Um, mm. Yeah. So that that game's out now. Darksiders Genesis. It's a terrible name for a game, mm. except they it's spelt a, yeah, it's not... it not like the way the Terminator spelt it with the Ys. Oh, well. Well that's uh, at least it's got that. Yeah, E S I S. Yeah. That's it. Alright. Cool. Was that nice. all the games? That's the games. Nothing left. No. Alright, we can do some news. We got some release dates actually. Dreams uh is the first one we've got on the list. Releasing February twenty twenty. Um have you seen any of this yet?
1: Uh, not for a while I remember when it first hit beta and everyone was making levels for it and it uh, seemed pretty interesting but I haven't seen it really since
0: right since then yeah I'm I'm excited to see this one come out because I've been keeping an eye on the um, they've been on like a beta for it or an alpha um, where people yeah. be making stuff and the stuff that I've seen coming out from it looks insane um, and I had a chance to play it at E3 last was it last year or the year before um. Yeah, and it's uh, it's yeah, it's looks bonkers from what I've seen so far. So I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm I'm interested to play it or just to see what other people can come up with with this game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely going to be one of those games where what people do with it is going to be far more interesting than what I do with it. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait to see what what they are doing. I think it'll be really really cool.
0: Yeah. Next one is Predator Hunting Grounds is releasing April 2020. Mm. I still don't like to look at this game.
1: I know, you hate it. You're a hater. You're a mad hater. That's what I read on Twitter anyway. (laughs) That's that's correct. Uh, Is you're a super hater. And uh, yeah, that's
0: basically it. Yeah. Uh, I saw some gameplay, I think it was last month. Um, I don't know what it was tied to, but some sort of convention. Where people were playing it and uh it just I don't know, it just doesn't look good. I just don't think it looks good at all. Um, I I'm happy to be wrong, but it just looks terrible.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm excited to check it out. I'm excited <laughs> to see Yeah, whether you're right or wrong. Uh I'm definitely gonna play it. Well that's what I know it that much. I'm definitely gonna play it. Um, but yeah, I'm at this point I'm I'm very uh pessimistic. Hmm. my uh yeah i don't expect it to be good
0: All Right. um what were your thoughts on the April? female predator i saw a lot of people were upset were they really <laughs> apparently like, like I, I saw people saying she's not big enough
1: <laughs> not big enough oh, okay fair enough uh yeah because uh yeah i haven't seen the complaints but um there uh there was a matri- a matriarch predator in the uh it's not like they invented the female Predator. Hmm. So there was one in, uh, was it Batman vs. Predator, I think? Yep. Um, or maybe Batman vs. Judge Dre vs. Tr- predator, or Judge Dre vs. Predator. One of the comic crossovers had a female Predator, and she was fucking badass. So it's not like they invented it, so I'm surprised. I guess, maybe, they, yeah, they're like, uh, there's a cannon.
0: And- no, I think, yeah, the point yeah. was that there was cannon somewhere, and that's yeah, not what right. they look like, or something like that. Right, okay, well then. Well, then I agree with them. Mm.
1: I agree with the controversy. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't seem big enough. That's a strong point. I hadn't even thought of it, uh, but yeah, cool. All
0: right, All right uh, what next do you up, think of the female predator. I don't care because I don't Excellent. care about this game at the moment. All right, I hope it's good, okay, yeah. but you doubt it. I saw some shooting in that game, and it just looks like I don't know what's happening. It looks just bad. <laughs> yeah um resident evil 3 the remake is releasing april 2020 um so this is following off of the success of resident evil 2 remake which was the uh the reimagining it's not like a hd update it's it's like they have put it into a new engine they've they've changed a bunch of the mechanics um put in new quests like redone a bunch of like the way the game functions um to the point where that game is up for Game of the Year awards this year sorry, Resident Evil 2 Um, so really well received, I think it's one of the highest rated games of this year, it might be the highest for for all I know Um, I feel like it's definitely up there and uh, yeah, this will be getting another sequel coming out early next year Um, do you have much of an attachment to Resident Evil 3 at all?
1: no, did we talk about this last week or was I talking about it somewhere else I can't remember I just don't yeah I'm definitely keen on Resident Evil 2 and I did not have fond memories of Resident Evil 3 so I'm not that
0: we were talking about last week but it was a uh, it was a rumour at that stage it was a rumour yeah it showed up in the playstation store briefly right yeah no I'm just
1: yeah not that about the uh, resident evil 3 as a game but it'll be interesting i still yeah like i said last week i think i still haven't played resident evil 2 all the way through um yeah so
0: yeah i don't have it so yes i've not played Neither it either way
1: that's my that's my key issue hmm. with it as well uh if i see it on on like sale i might pick it up but i'm not gonna pay full price for me. yeah all anyway. right anyway what's next
0: Yep. Uh, next up, we've got a new Bioshock game has been announced or confirmed. Um, 2K have a brand new studio they've created called Cloud Chamber. Um, I guess this is something that has been rumored for quite a while now. Uh, Kotaku's done a bunch of pieces over the years uh, talking about this game. Um, at right. one stage, 2K had uh, an external studio developing uh, this Bioshock game. Uh, who were taken off the project and it sounds like for the last couple of years maybe two years um uh this internal 2k studio has been working on it or at least two studios um one based in california the other one in uh, canada and that's about all we know at the moment uh it's codenamed parkside um they're saying that it's still a couple of years away um but it sounds like they've taken they've at least been working on this for a couple of years uh there's been a bunch of job listings for these two studios uh dating back for yeah a number of years now um i quickly looked into it and it looks like they're um like last year they were looking for multiplayer designers on this team Um, they were looking for people to work on what they were calling end game or end game design leads um, right. so it seems like it's going to be some sort of game as a service or live service game um, Whether how that fits into Bioshock is I don't know yet to be seen um, yeah what do, what do you think new Bioshock or the direction they're probably taking this one
1: <sighs> I don't know I don't like any of what you just said. Right. I hadn't heard any of that, but I don't <laughs> like it. Well, uh, I don't know if that, that stuff's being confirmed,
0: the, but you can take a look at their job listings and yeah, sort of get an idea for uh, wh- where they may be heading. <laughs> all I know is from the details we've gotten so far,
1: um, either we're about to find a brand new genius games writer, Or this Bioshock isn't going to live up to the name. Like, the standard that Mm. they have to reach... Holy fuck. It's rough. Yeah. That is a a fucking tall ask. Um, so... Good luck?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they... Yeah, they run into an issue as soon as they... Um start throwing around like live service games and talking about multiplayer. Yeah. That's yeah. when people start getting really worried, especially a BioShock game. Um yeah. BioShock 2 had the multiplayer that was uh outsourced by the external development team. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I still liked BioShock 2. I thought it had some of the yeah, best exactly. shooting in the BioShock series or compared to mm-hmm. 1 at least. Um Yeah. But yeah, that franchise name in particular has a huge standard like Like the benchmark that they've set is is massive, uh, and then I think they need to do it right and to come out and be like, if they do come out at some stage and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's a multi, it's got multiplayer in it or something weird. Like, if it turns out it's like a Destiny clone or something like that, and like, oh, Um, maybe you shouldn't call it Bioshock game. I don't
1: know why, yeah, why does it need to be called Bioshock? Yeah, oof, oof, so
0: i don't know i guess we'll find out about it at some stage i seem to be happy to talk about it now after possibly four or five years this game's been in development for um whereabouts you know this new studio has taken off um from the last studio or if they just started from scratch we don't really know as of yet but i'm sure we'll find out more coming into i don't know next year i don't think we'll hear about anything tomorrow for the game awards um Unless right. they were trying to get in front of things, but yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. All right, next up we got Jack we and Daxter to sales. It. Something about it is going to charity. Proceeds, going to charity.
1: Yeah. So Naughty Dog is donating all money received from limited run sales of Jack and Daxter, Jack 2, Jack 3, Jack X, oh, that's it. Uh, and Jack X Combat Racing to, uh, charitable organizations an array of charities child's play uh able gamers um lgbt center of los angeles daggers whatever the fuck that is surf rider foundation whatever the fuck that is and canine warriors uh so basically uh yeah they're just donating the the money they receive for, uh from the sales of um, their games um, to charities uh, in celebration of Naughty Dog's 35th anniversary. Um, obviously, Jack Daxter, one of the greatest games of all time, as uh, any dangers will tell you. And uh, yeah, I think it's a fucking killer idea. So uh, yeah, in terms in terms of uh, getting people to celebrate the 35th anniversary of uh, Naughty Dog, I think yeah, well done uh, and good effort from them. I just thought I'd highlight, but I did a good thing.
0: Yeah, that's about it. Right. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, and then next up we've got, uh, Forza Horizon 4 is getting a Battle Royale mode.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> 72 car Battle Royale mode. I'm not sure if I fully understand how the fuck this works, but... Um, 72 players race against one another in an open-air arena as a circle of death slowly closes in on them. You go in head-to-head matches, I believe. Um, Head-to-head races are initiated by a horn blast when close enough to a rival. And when the challenge is triggered, a finish line will be randomly dropped uh, when it's it's, uh, accepted. A finish line is randomly dropped a distance away. The first there gets to remain in the contest, and the loser is knocked out. Uh, the winners get to upgrade to a higher level car or steal the loser's car. Doing the latter only, uh, yeah, uh, only slips. if they've got a better car. Yeah, and uh, it's yeah, whoever is the last one alive wins. Um, yeah. It's completely fucking insane.
0: Yeah. And, and I love it. And I love it. So what oh, happens when you're instance. outside the circle though? Because I saw the trailer. I didn't watch it without sound, but there seems to be a circle that's following you as well. There sure? is, uh... Do you think you just get knocked out? Let's have a squeeze, shall we? Uh... Because that's kind of what I imagine. Like, if you're outside the circle for too long... Instant you, you're instantly knocked out. Um...
1: Yeah, I think you're instantly knocked out. I mm. can't see.
0: Is there a red yeah. zone?
1: Um, no. Why not? I don't, it needs I don't to be know. in there. You're right. It is the perfect, perfect <laughs> addition to any battle royale. Is a red zone.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. Exciting. Genius. It's free to play, isn't it? Free to free to free update. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Free yeah, update. Free update. Yeah. Cool. Alright, one more piece of news. Oh, okay. It's just come through. It's breaking news and it's not video game related. Oh no, is it movie related? It is movie related. <laughs> is it? Is it, it, it Yannou related? It is. Warner Brothers has announced that they've got a schedule. <laughs> they, they've, they've slated a date for The Matrix 4, which is on May 21st, 2021. And it's currently the same date, that John Wick four chapter four, sorry, John Wick chapter four is scheduled to be released.
1: <laughs> Fucking idiots!
0: <laughs> Keanu Day, I'm in.
1: <laughs> Keanu Day, you you gotta fly back to Sydney, Luke. You gotta fly back to Sydney for Keanu Day. Yeah. Uh, or, or if they decide to, you know, Australia it up and put it on three months after, uh, yeah, the rest of the world, then uh, we'll fly over there to San Fran for Keanu Day. We'll come watch it with you mm. in San um Yeah, uh, this is the dumbest shit yeah. I've ever. This heard. is no longer believe. called
0: Friday; it's called Keanu Day. It's just Keanu Day. <laughs> and a- you go to the film, and they're the only two films on, and you you have to watch both of them.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Back to all back. screens uh and uh for the kids, it's uh, Toy Story Four. <laughs> in Toy Story Four. <laughs> it's right?
0: free play Toy Story. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. No. It's fucking amazing and ridiculous. So, who moves first? Who do you think gets out of the way first? The Matrix, surely. Surely,
0: <laughs> surely
1: they case. do not think people would rather see of Matrix Four before they watched John Wick Four, John Wick Two, John Wick Three, and John Wick. Like John Wick is all good. Right? Like, varying levels of good, but all good. The Matrix series is amazing. Sorry, John Wick is amazing. Matrix amazing. John Wick 2, great. Matrix 2, eh... (laughs) Fine. John Wick 3, great. Matrix 3, oh no... Nah, yeah, nah I'm oh, okay. Hey, so yeah, I have no like I don't know what planet they'd be on. What are they fucking smoking if they think the people are more keen to see Matrix Four than they are to see fucking John Wick Four? Because hmm. that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, nah. yeah, no, nah. yeah. What yeah, do you think? I guess we'll um... who's moving. Who do you
0: think is moving? Who do I think moves? I feel like <clears throat> uh, who makes who makes John Wick? Uh, Lions, Lionsgate. Lionsgate. Lion's I feel like they would move, yeah. only because it's the Matrix. But at the same time, uh, how much money did the Matrix make? Uh, I have to look this up. We'll, we'll look at the, um, I guess the third one to see where that one landed. Yeah, um, sure. Was that Revolutions? Yes. So that one made 427 million at the box office whereas John Wick 3 was 326 million. So I, if we look at the trajectory I feel like mm. they're going to be pretty close, box office numbers. Because John Wick Chapter 3 did not make uh, anywhere near 300 million. I think that was maybe half of that. 171 million. Yeah. Really? So that they John Wick Chapter 3 basically every movie they've doubled it. So unless you think that John Wick Chapter 4 is going to rake in fucking Avengers Endgame numbers and Really? Maybe. Really? <laughs> really? What?
1: I I just can't believe these numbers. How did it make that
0: much money? People like those films.
1: <laughs> the Matrix, third Matrix is a fucking was dog
0: shit. Oh yeah, okay.
1: Well, I just don't understand.
0: Hmm. Well, to be fair, that one made seven hundred and forty million. So people caught on by the second one. <laughs> second sequel. Fucking
1: hell. That's fucking crazy shit.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, Warner Brothers isn't getting out of the way at anybody. Like, they've got the money to throw at marketing. Yep. And if anyone's going to move, it's going to be the other film. Or we just get Keanu Day. We'll see.
1: Fuck, I'll do Keanu Day. I mean, I'll happily do Keanu Day.
0: Hmm. Which, one, which one are you... Which one are you watching first? Well, that's a tough one. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like John Wick. Yeah? Well, maybe Maybe you watch the bad one first.
1: Maybe John Wick sandwiched that shit. John Wick first. Matrix 4. John Wick again? Then John Wick again,
0: yeah. Okay, yeah. What if...
1: Yeah.
0: What if this is the plan all along, and John Wick and The Matrix... They're actually sequels. Same movie. Yeah.
1: The same film. Amazing. That's genius. It turns out that John Wick was in The Matrix all along. Yep. (laughs) It's all starting to come together. Hmm. Yep. I like it. I like it a lot. Yep. All right. All right. And we got any questions? We got some questions. We got a question. Two questions? I don't know. Ghoulies has written twice, so I'll be interested to see what happens. Ghoulies writes... Greetings, Job and Luke. Great review on the, on the Jedi Fallen Order, guys. Uh, and although I've only played a few hours of it, it seems to be lacking so many departments, as you mentioned. I've just bought an Oculus Rift S and found Vader Immortal Episode 1 on the store and thought I would give it a try. Wow. It's like chalk and cheese between the two, the latter getting the win. Hands down. Sure, it may only be a VR experience similar to Batman Arkham VR, but jeez, I enjoyed it, and I can't wait to play Episode 2 and 3. It's so immersive, unlike JFO. Uh, Whoever did the voice acting for Vader got it spot on. I don't remember you talking about it when it came out, and maybe I missed it, but it's definitely worth a play if you haven't. Now with Jedi Fallen Order leaving you salty, cheers.
0: Hmm.
1: There's no question. Ghoulies rights. Oops, forgot the question. Oh, okay, we're good. Um, do you think that the episodic game format, Vader Immortal, Walking Dead, Doom, that are released a month or more apart, are a better way of releasing games than waiting years for a get- complete game to come out? At least with episodic games, if you don't like the direction it's going, you can stop purchasing them. Cheers. Uh, <clears throat> first of all, haven't played Vader um, Immortal. I had, I did see it come out. I haven't played it because it's a fucking Oculus exclusive, which is a real fucking bummer. Mm. I could revive it up to play it on my Five, but uh, it's something about revive keeps fucking up. Every time I load it up, it wants to update, and then it updates, it downloads an update, updates, and then when I load it up again, it says, "Oh, there's a new update," and I checked, and it's just not installing the update for some reason. Right. So it's, it's something about VR is uh, Vive is revive is fucking up. So uh yeah, that's that's putting a real fucking pissing in my cornflakes over the Vader and immortal stuff. But you should absolutely play Bone Works and absolutely check out Fisherman's Tale as well. Um as to Episodic. I think Episodic is perfect for uh VR. I think it is a genius idea for VR. Generally I do not like episodic content. In general I am not a fan of episodic uh releases because uh I want to play the whole game I do not want to wait uh, I I don't even like to wait for fucking like, TV series when yeah. they're coming out week to week I definitely don't want to wait a fucking month to play a game or, um, or not even a, a th- month
0: nobody's really nailed that episodic formula like obviously Telltale yeah. were the ones that really were pushing it but their release cycle was so sporadic and just yeah, y- you couldn't you didn't know when the next one was coming out it'd be like this one's coming out in two months and the other one would be like four months later and it's just all over the place yeah
1: yeah, yeah there is definitely a lack of consistency there. Hitman did, Hitman did it as well, and I very much preferred Hitman 2 when it re- returned to the, the full release system instead. Uh, but for VR, I think it's a really good idea because there is... Um, provided the game has enough to, to go for it, there is that situation where you don't want to... I don't want to be playing a VR game for like two hours right? Like I do not want to be playing a VR game for more than two hours rather. Right. Two hours is a pretty fucking good amount of time. So if I can bust through an episode in two hours and get the full episode experience uh, and then come back for the next one uh, in, you know, a month Mm. provided it is consistently released uh, then and get the experience again, then like that works for me, you know, uh, Generally, though, yeah, I do not know what episodic content releases at all. Um, I actually found while I was playing fucking... Uh, two hours is definitely my max limit for a fucking VR game. I was like, when I went to sleep last night, like, everything was still fucking moving. Like, you know when you go on a boat and then you get off the boat and you go to sleep and everything sort of still moves with the waves and stuff? Mm-hmm. That's what was happening with me last night. Over like the world was still like fucking. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, no, definitely, I definitely want to play Vader Immortal. It, it guts me that it's. I heard the third episode is the fucking best one. I heard it's fucking amazing. Um, episode two apparently. Uh, but yeah, the third one's like makes it all worth it. Um, yeah, I really want to fucking. Check it out. I just kind of fucking get revived to work and it's throwing me bananas. Um, I, I do wonder how much I would like, how much of my room I'd fuck up by swinging the lights have around. Uh, but I guess we will find out if I can ever get re- revived to work. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Like, what do you think of episode of content? I know you're not the biggest fan.
0: Yeah. Um, I just haven't seen it been done executed properly. Um, uh, like I liked the idea of we we can go back to like the Alan Wake stuff where they had episodic context sort of put in the game. They put it on as if it was a like a TV yeah. show. I like that execution, like a really interesting style. um I What don't, if
1: they like? So what if? Yeah. What if they released that
0: every week? In, yeah. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. Like that's an it. Like nobody's done it where they've been like, all right, we're gonna put it out on Friday. And that's a really, um, that's how like TV shows sort of become like this cult yeah. thing, right? And we haven't seen that happen with a game. If, if they came out, if Remedy came out and said, we're making Alan Wake 2 uh, and it's going to be, uh, were, were they chapters? I can't remember if they were chapters or episodes. Um, and they did like the previously on Alan Wake thing and there's like yeah eight of them and they release them every week on Friday or Thursday for the next two months, then that's really interesting way of storytelling. Um, if they're like three hour long chapters or two hour long chapters or something like that. Or maybe they're released two chapters every Friday or something like that. I don't know. Um would
1: you would you buy episodes separately or would you buy the whole thing and have it released episodically? Mm. Cause I guess because like your way this the way you're pitching right now would preclude the concept of waiting for the full games come out because you'd basically have to have the game fucking finished,
0: yeah for the most part yeah. to
1: yeah to have this like this release schedule actually work um, yeah, I wonder like yeah, would it be a nominal fee, or would you buy the whole thing and just get fucking content updates, which one would piss off people less mm would people be like just give me the fucking game yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah. I don't know at the same I love the
1: idea I, I reckon with the right game it'd be a fucking killer idea yeah. I wonder if Quantum Quantum Break was it? yeah
0: Quantum Break Yeah,
1: I wonder if that would have worked for Quantum Break you know like to get people into the idea of the TV series is release it weekly alongside whatever the fuck I think
0: that was where it was going like and yeah right <laughs> it never came out then, but the, yeah the, the, the like we've never had the um, you know, the game that you talk about like every Friday, like to the point where yeah, I had a mute filter on Game of Thrones at one stage because I was sick of fucking people talking about a TV show I didn't watch. Uh, yeah, right. Like we we don't have that and to see how far the legs can stretch on a game um, where the storytelling is that good, whether it's a, a Remedy game or um, you know, something maybe Rockstar does or anything like that um, would be interesting because it just hasn't been done. Um, yeah, we, we've seen stuff like recently. What was it? Uh, the super fuck, super massive. They did until dawn. Um, oh yeah, and then they've done that new set of uh, the Dark Trilogy. Man of Medan. Yeah, the, sorry, the Dark Pitches Trilogy or Anthology, whatever they're calling it. Uh, Man of Medan, yeah. where they did that this year, and then next year they're bringing out apparently the next part of that sort of. Uh, series so yeah that's still like i think that's sort of like an episodic thing but it's at the same time it's a year apart right so yeah it's too far pretty pretty much just a sequel at that point but yeah i want to see someone do the episodic thing with with consistently and from week to week because i think that would be an interesting experiment yeah of oh did you play blah blahs this week as opposed to did you play episode two of The Walking Dead and (laughs) like all right, but that was three months after episode one um so you've got to be really committed to that stuff and yeah I think it'd be a cool experiment but we haven't seen anyone try to do it yet no yeah yeah true
1: nice one ghoulies Uh, and I'm still waiting for Half-Life episode three so that's true yeah we have been burned by episodes before Mm. um great question that is the podcast. We have finished.
0: That is podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube. Did I say YouTube? I think I did. Uh, Under the Gap or the GA podcast, you can um, rate and review the show. Please do that. If you have a moment, helps other people find it, which we greatly appreciate. If you want to send us questions, you can email us, thegapodcast at gmail.com. You can also go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash discord. If you want to send us any questions, um, we're playing uh, PUBG recently. Also got a new um, a new channel in there. I can't check it right now, but it's called something. What's it called? It's
1: Best Gap
0: Moments. Best Gap Moments. People. It's
1: going pretty well. There's some classics in there. People are... Because we're coming up on episode 500. Hmm. People are writing in their favorite moments from the uh, history of the show. Uh, and, um, yeah, we're, we're seeing some absolute crackers. Um, yeah. Some... Um, some good... Like, I just... I read them and then... Because I don't remember anything I talk about on this podcast. But, uh <laughs> yeah, I read these and then I'm, like, instantly take it back. I'm like, oh, yeah. like, Von Molotov with uh, Heath starting in fifth place and ending in fifth place. That was everything, uh, was Absolutely classic. Yeah, it's hard to pick just one of those. Uh Although... I wish we'd videoed back then. I wish we'd been like a video show back then so that you could have seen the glazed over look we would all get when he would start to yap about fucking racing games. We'd all just be like... Like our brains would shut down. I mean, just like sort of... Eh? Uh, eh? Uh, uh. And then, yeah, he'd get to the end and he'd be like, and then I made it back in the fifth and you'd be like, are you fucking kidding? are you joking because i hadn't 40 listened to story. the rest of it and i'd assumed, <laughs> yeah over the course of this 40 minute story he had somehow managed to climb and he would always finish with and then i managed to get back in the fifth and oh my god oh my god it was rage inducing yeah hilarious though
0: uh yeah
1: Good times. Yeah, Good I went times. I went back, so, so, yeah.
0: and uh, I I don't have that episode. Well, I couldn't find the episode where I did the uh the smash cut of... It must have been episode 100 or something like that. Uh, and I don't have that one on me. So. Oh, no. Got least, it. I don't think so. No, I've got one. I've got episode 1 to 50. Yep. Episode 51. And... Yeah, and no, I'm missing 51 upwards to... Uh, I don't know 200 197 so there's a lot there that's missing (laughs) damn I think that's because my my hard drive died at some stage and that was all I could recover and I think some people have sent some in at some stage as well so yeah anyway uh, Mm. I have archived all of those on our server so they're they're safe (laughs) for the most part yeah sweet um so yeah, you can jump into that Discord if you want to leave any um, any memories or timestamps and maybe I can dig them up and, and play them, try and figure yep. them out. Uh, you can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash podcast, twitter.com slash podcast. You can go to our YouTube page, GAPodcast.com slash YouTube. Uh, if you want to watch the video, Job's taking his sunglasses off. Uh, you can also go it got, to... It
1: got darker.
0: Not as dark Your as in room my room. Darker. It's fucking yeah. pitch black outside at the moment uh you can also go to our website com. you can go check out all the links to the things we talked about including we've got past episodes of the show up there if you want to go i don't know check out the other 500 episodes we've done you can see most of them i think there's like 200 200 300 up there yeah i don't know how we can archive i don't think we want to archive the old ones have them publicly available that's probably a bad idea but mm. i've got them sweet nice <laughs> um and I think that is it you can find us on social media I'm twitter.com slash Luke Laurie you are Joby Jojo I am and anything you've got going up this week?
1: Uh, we'll have to wait and see I'm not sure oh. when this is going up secrets but uh no I wrote up some stuff on Freak VR I'm just secrets. not sure secrets yeah secrets Half-life. secret keys secrets or oh, Half-Life Secrets I wish. Secrets. Stop it. <laughs> what do you got going up? Anything? I don't have anything.
0: Um, no, you can go to Survivor.com. We've got our end of the year awards happening right now. Um, so yeah, you can check that out. We've got uh, a breakdown of like different categories we've done. So yeah, I put together my end of year list, I think, last month. And we submitted that and it's finally getting published. So end of the year, award season. Getting excited. I'm
1: pretty excited that, for once, the Game of the Year winner on Survivor.com is not going to be a game I explicitly fucking hate. How do you know? There's (laughs) no way Steve Wright lets Death Stranding win. There is absolutely no way.
0: It could be something else. Did you like Gears 5? I didn't hate it. Oh. Okay.
1: Like... Previously, right? It's been like absolute garbage. It's just been like fucking coin trash.
0: What, this what year, was last year? Wasn't it God of War or something like that?
1: Nah, it was probably like Life is Strange or some shit. And we're like, fuck you. Fuck you. Red Dead Redemption 2 exists, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah. It was it was God of War last year. Because I remember everyone was wrong. Yeah. Oh well. Well, see they were wrong.
1: Um <laughs> They were wrong. It was number two. <laughs> it's fucking
0: even worse. Uh anyway,
1: um yeah.
0: Yeah. Um and we'll probably talk about Game Awards next week. That is happening tomorrow. Be out by the time people hear this. Are you watching? Are you gonna stay up and watch? I don't know what time it is over there when you Uh well, it starts I don't now. Know what time it is. It'll be midday for you. There you go. Oh then I'll watch it, probably. yeah. yeah. Maybe Good we job. can, we can, we can, uh, reactions video, job. Dead the hits. Oh. These days. Get the hits? Yeah. All right. I'm about it. <laughs> it's a genius idea. Yep. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Uh, that is it. We'll be back next week. Um, I think two more episodes left. End of the year. Maybe two. one more main one and then game of the year. Fuck you are optimistic, cunt. No. Isn't this what How we decided already? Gonna
1: ske- How are we going to squeeze two more episodes in?
0: Oh, maybe it's
1: next week. I don't know. We haven't figured it out. We're gonna stronger squeeze two more episodes in one secret one. Like what the fuck are you like A you want three? Okay, yep, you fucking lunatic. <laughs> Secrets. <laughs> Secrets.
0: <laughs> like fucking hell. When would we record the game of the year podcast? Uh on probably take us three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That
1: makes sense. Just Blast through fucking Christmas Day or some shit. Or do you want to do it next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday?
0: I don't know. Let's let's figure that out.
1: <laughs> like, next Thursday is Star Wars Day, so that's a write-off. Yep. That is a flat-out write-off. Yep. Right? Next Wednesday, I'm at a, at a wedding. Yep. Uh, I got Star Wars Day on the Saturday. I think that's a Sunday for you. So, like, when do we even record our regular podcast next week, you fucking spanner? Uh maybe Monday so you want you, okay so three days for three days from now when we've definitely played a lot of games
0: or maybe Tuesday right I, I, trying to figure out the, the day difference it's hard four days from, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is a day
1: what a difference a day makes like what the fuck is what, there's no more podcast we've got game best of the best and that's it All Right. for the rest of this year there's no fucking other there's no other fucking day it's out like the the week is gone we'll see we'll see oh my lord alright see ya bye